Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I'm Tito Labine. This is the Impulse Show. And with me, as always, Jeffrey Keeble. Oh, maybe not. I guess he's too good for us. Uh, then with me, as always, going forward, I know he's going to be there for me through sickness and health as long as we both shall live. Lyle Keeble. Oh, young warrior. Oh. Nephew. Young warrior. <laughs> Grandson. Cousin. I'll never Grandson, leave you. Nephew. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got so we'll just start out saying that we got out of a abusive relationship for this episode, and you got nothing but support tonight. Nothing <laughs> but support tonight. No, there there will be there will be fun banter. There will be no uh, uh, rib shots, no kidney shots, no unnecessary digs at uh, one's lifestyle. No matter how much he drinks, it's all going to be supportive. Yeah, yeah, the support. And some might call me an enabler, but we're not going to talk about that tonight. <laughs> Yeah, I support yeah, you, you, know, you support there, there's, me. <laughs> yes, nothing but support tonight. So it's just uh, going to be me me and Lyle. Like I said, it's going to be fun, positive, up, upbeat episode. Yep, you know, there, there's there's going to be no no sadness here. Yeah, but for real, he had, we, he had to go to uh, rehab this week. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, uh, yeah, like you said, Jeffrey's at, at rehab. He uh, kind of betting his life away. And, um, you know, when, when, you, when you bet your, uh, you know, your... your your son's future mm-hmm. on it. Uh, things going to happen. Yep. So we called the right people and, uh, and yeah, Jeffrey's in uh, gambling rehab, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Um, so if you want to take bets on, if you think he's going to make it out or not, uh, let me know. Yep. DM us. Yeah. We'll find out at Bark river. If he shows up. Yeah. Or not. We don't really over know. under Jeffrey makes it to Bark river. What do you think? What do you, what do you think are the odds? Yep. He didn't show up for the impulse show. So who knows if he show up for the media? Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> something so close. And he can't even show up for this. That, that's when you know it's a problem for mm-hmm. sure. Yep. But we won't talk about it. Enough of that. But yeah, you know <laughs> that, that's 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 his business. Um, you know that's his business. We'll we'll let him, we'll let him announce it, talk to it any any way that he wants. And uh, you know, of course, you know, typical Jeffrey though, he's he's gonna kind of blow it out of proportion, but in like his own way that mm-hmm. that is that's gonna make him look like the good guy. Who's not gambling? Who's <laughs> not doing this? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? I wasn't. And then they're going to turn around and say, what about you? You're drinking all the time. What'd you do last weekend? Yeah. He's like, what'd you do? I bet you were at the bar, weren't you, till three o'clock in the morning? Yep, exactly. (laughs) And he would be right. I was. uh... (laughs) And he would be right. So how was your weekend, Tito? (laughs) No, believe it or not, man. Um, Nothing exciting. Nothing too crazy or exciting. Uh, Friday, I... Actually, man, stayed in on Friday. Didn't really do anything. I uh, went to bed, slept in on Saturday, um, hung around, went go hang with a buddy, and then we wanted to hit up that winery again in mm-hmm. uh, downtown Minneapolis. I was like, all right. Last time we were there, a couple ladies showed up, like 5 p.m. Like that's the that's the prime time. Did you? Guys so we go show on? up at like five mm-hmm. and minimal ladies, like. <laughs> hardly any and we were like what is going on 
So we get some wine, you know, a flight. Uh, we know the guy that like works there. So he hooks us up and I don't know, we're there for like an hour and nothing, dude. So we go and get a beer at another place. And dude, I don't know <laughs> if you saw my snap or not, but there was this tall blonde chick. Dude, she was. I did. She's sexy, man. She was sexy. And then there was like this, <laughs> this little Asian dude, like, bro, five, four, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I seen your, your snap made me laugh. Was he actually like? Yeah, dude. Yeah, they were like, I don't know if they were like a thing or as a date, but they were like in a group. Both were like vibing pretty hard, man. And I'm like, there's no fucking way. I was so jealous. I was a little upset. I was like, we need to leave. No. <laughs> this is triggering me right now. <laughs> I was, I was, man. And uh, so we got food. We got some pizza. Um, and then we tried out a bar. Uh in, in North Loop, it's called the Loop, mm-hmm. and uh, we again, you know, we order drinks, and the music man got turned up pretty loud. <laughs> and I'm the kind of guy that like lets again, this this does the work, yep. the face, mouth, the ability to talk, kind of make people laugh. But the music so when loud got, when you got this face like yelling at you, <laughs> you know, hey, how you doing? Just scary, I like man. Like your shirt. <laughs> that you can't yell that at women. <laughs> They're like, "Oh my god, get me away from this guy!" Exactly, <laughs> dude. You you get a taser to the chest, and then you're on the ground with the you know pants pants full of piss, <laughs> and <laughs> not not no experience or anything. But but no. So then I was like, "All right, well, the buddy I was with uh, had a girl. It was the same girl from two weeks ago." All right. Uh, from that bar, the one with the, you know, the big uh, left guard uh, for a friend. And uh, she there too? so they were going to be at a different bar in Minneapolis. I was like, hey, let's go check that out, man. Like at least there we can, there's three levels, three different areas. You can go outside, you can talk, kind of have a conversation, you know, maybe work on different ladies. And it's me and my buddy and another guy. So it's three of us. So we walk to this other bar. And this line is like, I've been there before and I've been in the line, but this is probably the biggest line I've ever seen at this bar. Huge, <laughs> like went down the block. And this was like a block that like didn't have a break in it. So it kept like going. I'm like, there's no, it's already 11. Like you're walking up to it and you see how long it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's one of those where you're like, oh my God. I'm like, there's no way we're getting like, where are they in line? So we go online and I'm like, well, I want to go check out other bars. It's like save a spot. So dude, I literally do like a big uh, two block lap around to find bars and see if there's, uh, you know, not big, not big lines. The bar I wanted to go to um, that had a massive line to it. And there were two lines like letting people in <laughs> Yeah, and they were both massive. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like where are, where are all these people coming from? Where are they going to fit? Like, what, what, like go home. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. So I do, I did find another bar and we went there and, uh, yeah, I mean, we hung out, it was fine, but it wasn't anything like special. Like, it was super loud. Like, yeah. Lots of dudes. Were they handsome? Oh, okay. Oh, so, okay. So that text. Yeah. So that bar that we were at yeah. before we left, I was actually standing uh, by the table and the two guys like wanted to go to, to the dance floor. I was like, well, I'm gonna hold the table real quick. And a girl walks by, she's pretty cute. Yep. And uh, she was like, oh my God, like, I like your shirt. And I was like, oh, thank you. And 
it was at that point we were already kind of like agreeing to leave. Yeah. So I told the guys, I was like, Hey, I'm going to go find this girl. I'm going to get her number and then we can go. And they're like, okay. So I find her and I uh, get her number. And as I'm like, on my way out, uh, I'm thinking, I'm like, Oh, like she'll, she'll text me. Right. Like I'm a, I'm like, I'm a cute guy. Yeah, you are. And then I like started to kind of realize on my way out. Cause this was in the back. I started looking around. I'm like, Oh, like what, what dudes is she going to like meet? And I realized like, <laughs> A lot of these dudes in here are really good looking dudes. Like no homo. They were like taller. They're like, they had like, like, I, I don't know if everyone's just got really good genetics, but everyone's got like a, like a good jawline. Like dude, their shorts were fucking tight as shit around their, uh, like thighs. You're just Not like, that I should have been looking. Just comparing but like, yourself to everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, because like I was like looking around, I was like, "Damn, that dude's got some really short shorts, like obnoxiously short shorts." And I was like, "Damn, those are like really tight, bro. Like not even like funny tight. Like those are just like ugly tight." Yeah. But then I'm like, "But these are all like good looking dudes," and I'm like, "Fuck, man." I'm like, "I'm like, ain't no way, dude. Like sixty percent legit." <laughs> Make me look like a fucking bullfrog, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, you would have had a hard time pulling oh, in the bar. Oh, man, don't tell me that. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I'm like, I'm, uh, I don't know, man. Maybe I got to go to like a bingo hall now. I, I don't know. <laughs> go man. to like, a bingo. Got to switch up the location where you go. For real, dude. I got to go to a daddy daycare. I don't know. I don't know. You sound like me when I go to like a motocross track and I'm like, I not like, oh, am I going to be like, because I'm decent at riding. So I'm like, yeah, look, so yeah. I'm like looking around, like, am I faster? Am I going to be like one of the faster guys here, or am I like the slower ones? It's not at here. And yeah. then, so your situation is like, oh yeah, I am pretty fast. And then more people start showing up. You're like, all right, I just I'm going down some notches now. Oh, <laughs> I am oh, no dude, longer the sure. fast guy here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like you put me in a room, like with some of those guys, like where you like you can talk, like I I can I can compete with that, no problem. Yep. But when you get in like that environment where it's just solely like eye based, I mean, I'm I'm out here popping it with like a with like a pink shirt. Yeah. But that's as far as I'm getting. I mean, like like you got yourself a chubby peacock with like a nice pink shirt, but that's about it. Yeah. You've got some like studly peacocks out here. I was just you saying know, you're you're flaunting your feather, you're spreading them out, you're peacocking right now with that. I pink was shirt. <laughs> beautiful and you know, maybe be confused for turkey for being a little, you know, chubby brown. But I mean, I I got some color, like yeah. So I, said, I mean, I mean, I said that to you earlier today. I was like, I'm so because you showed us another line you picked up, which I thought was hilarious. Like all these yeah. lines that you say would definitely work on me if I was a chick. You see, <laughs> <laughs> no homo also. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you said, this is a supportive yeah. episode though. Cause yeah. Jeffrey's not here. Yeah. He would be like, Oh man, what's wrong with you guys? Yeah. <laughs> Go rehab gay, gay rehab. Yeah. Like, I'm over here like, man, you're, you're killing it. I feel your vibes. Yeah. But no, yeah, dude. So, uh, you know, uh, message another chick and, um, her thing was like, you know, swipe right. Or like, you know, set up a date. If you know the difference between your and your, mm -hmm. and it's like, you know, you are, and then just like your, and so I, I phrased it. You're going to like my date suggestion, like why you are instead of you are. And I said, pick out your favorite brewery, but I interchanged like that, like the wrong yeah, you grammar the wrong of ones, it yep. in order to kind of fit like what, she, like what she had said. Mm -hmm. So I, I thought, mean, she's a cute girl. I thought that was clever. 
But <laughs> here I am just supporting you. Maybe Jeffrey would, wouldn't think so, but he's going to be like, that's no, so no, stupid. <laughs> that's so dumb. He's gonna, this is why you can't get dates. <laughs> yeah, this is, why, this is why you're single, bro. This is why you're single. <laughs> yeah, I told but, you. You know? But then we got you, you know, yeah. so supportive and, and that that's what we need. Yep. This is a supportive episode, but no, man, the, um, the date last week did oh, not yeah. pan out. Yeah. We should tell them, tell them what happened. I don't know how much you want to go into it, but <laughs> first of all, big shout out to, uh, well, we, we got about five minutes here. Yeah. That we, that we can kill before we yep. call our, uh, call our guests. Mm-hmm. Um, actually let me, uh, should probably uh let them know beforehand huh yeah just like hey we'll call you in like five minutes don't say anything until the intro is done yeah but yeah man last week i uh hold on i i, I can't yeah. i can't try to concentrate and text real nope, quick it's, nope. it's gonna be like two seconds it might be a small little like slide into them dms slide in the dms here we go jeffrey might have to cut this yeah he'll know when commercial time oh my applebee's steak toppers top sirloin with your choice of irresistible toppings it's got to be applebee's i said calling in a bit pick up and don't say anything until after we introduce you yeah see perfect all right so we got like four minutes or so yeah Yeah. see look how like for this guest right here, we're just be like, we got to be on time for this one. Normally, we're like, uh, yeah. any other else, we're like, oh, we'll be like 10 minutes late, 15 minutes late. Yeah. Corey, Corey Winter will be a half hour late. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Mr. Winter. Mr. Winter. <laughs> but no. So, um, so this date last week, first of all, shout out uh, to, to Lars. I think it's, I, I believe it's Lars Lindstrom. Yeah. I believe. Uh, let me just double check. Uh, did he check up on you? Yeah, dude. He, uh, sent me a message on Instagram. Yeah. Lars, uh, Lindstrom sent me a message last Wednesday, the day of the date. Mm -hmm. And he said, he said, he said, Hey, good luck on your date. (laughs) Dude, dude, all the confidence in the world, man. I was like, yeah, dude, you know what? Someone's out there. Someone's, you know, looking out for me. So appreciated. I, I was like, yeah, dude. You know, I, I, and and I show up. We we go to a brewery, and brewery seven thirty. Yep. Date time, and I get there early, and I text her. I say, "Hey, I know I'm a little early, but um, I'm, I'm you know I'm here." And she texts back, "Hey, I'm going to be a few minutes late. Like, I hope that's okay." I was like, "Yeah, sure, no problem." It's like seven twenty four. I was like, "Yeah, sure, no problem." I was like, "Take your time. She's gonna be here in a little bit." So I'm facing the direction where I think that she's gonna walk from. Yeah. And I'm sitting there on the bench. I'm outside. I'm outside waiting for her. I'm not, I'm not inside. So I'm outside waiting for her so that she can see me and then we can go in together. Um, all of a sudden I hear from my left, I hear like, uh, like, Hey, uh, Tito. And I look <laughs> left and it's her. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, like, uh, Olivia. She's like, yeah. So I stand up and I go to like walk in and like give her a hug. Yep. And she steps towards me and goes from being like five, six to five, one back to five, six. And it looked like she took like an awkward like step where she like almost fell. And I was like, Oh, like almost had to try to like catch her. Yeah. But I was like, all right, like, like maybe I saw that wrong. So I was like, Hey, do you want to go inside and get a beer? She's like, sure. So we start walking in and I'm expecting her to be to my right. Cause we were walking side by side. Yep. 
And I looked to my right and she's not there. And I was like, well, uh, I wonder what's going on. So I look back behind me and she is going from being five, six to five, one, five, six to five, one <laughs> back to five, six. Yeah. Homie. This girl had a limp. Yeah. Like a perma limp. She's a chiropractor. And I, too. I thought, no, <laughs> like there is no way this girl is like, God, I, I don't know if it's like a fucking permanent injury. Like, I don't know if she got hit by a train as a kid and it just yeah. fucking never healed right or something. But yeah, no, old girl is like limping, like worse than when I pulled my <laughs> hamstring kind of limp. And I'm thinking like, no. So it crosses my mind. I'm like, should I go to the bathroom and just like never come back? That's what you thought right away, like five minutes <laughs> yeah. in? Dude, three seconds in, dude. I was like, oh my God, how do I get the fuck out of this? And so, you know, we go inside mm-hmm. and of course, like very noticeable hitch in her giddy up that she's got here. Yep. You know, people are looking and I'm sure she's used to it. Like she doesn't think two things of it. So we go, we order a beer. And we sit down, uh, have some drinks, have a really good discussion. I get more drinks, come back and I come back and I kind of like check her out. Like yep. she, she's cute. Like I showed you pictures. Yep. Like she's cute. Yep. You know, good body, nice butt, mm-hmm. th- at least from, you know, sitting down <laughs> and we get done with the date in you know, two, two and a half hours. Again, good conversation. It was funny. It was a good you know, engaging, though, right? this and that. And I'm sitting there thinking, cause we had uh, two beers that were 10%. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? If she asked me to come back, I'd totally come back right now. <laughs> so we get up to leave and I'm like, you know, maybe that, maybe that limp wasn't like as bad as I thought it was. Yeah. And, and so we get up and we start walking back to the car and I like turn and I look at her just to see. And I'm like, yeah, nope. It's as bad as I remember. <laughs> like that limp is pretty fucking bad. It's, it's a perma limp for sure. So I give her a hug and then we leave and I don't know, man. I think for me, it's just because she didn't say anything. Yeah. And I'm not going to be a dick and be like, you know, like, what, you know, what's up with that Bob and Weave you got going on? That Bob and Weave. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Bob and Weave. No, I'm not just going to be like, hey, like, what's going on? Like, if she wanted to bring it up, all right, you know, we'll talk about it. But I didn't want to be the one to be like saying something. So, just didn't didn't acknowledge it didn't say anything and then uh yeah we we talked about like getting beers again and i was like oh we could go to this one um brewery and then she just didn't text me back yeah so so nothing huh well she did text me back on sunday <laughs> should we call she her said, hi how are you how's your weekend i just didn't respond so so that's how that went <laughs> so that's how that went hopefully this uh this new one can uh, kind of uh, replace. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I can't believe. That. Oh, you go bob and weave, man! I can't. Old bob that. and weave I, herself. I can't handle that. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We'll give our uh, guest a call. <laughs> yes. Oh man, let me see. Not like a boss. I'd like to hear it ring. Yeah. Week is good. Good to go. All righty. 
Our next guest is the cream of the crop to rise to the top. He's been in short course before I won my first chess tournament in the fourth grade. The success his father started has certainly been carried on uh, with him. As a young man, his first set of wheels were that of a mountain bike. After bitch slapping those mountains and having one named after him, he decided two wheels wasn't enough. He jumped into a ProLite and had his way with that class by winning a ProLite championship. The ProLite class wasn't enough of a challenge, so he entered his ProLite into the Borg Warner Cup race, a race that's specifically only for Pro 2s and Pro 4s. He said, I don't care. Uh, let me race, stupid. After getting a taste of Pro 4 competition, his balls were just too big for a ProLite, and he moved his way into a Pro 4 and hasn't looked back since. With seven Pro 4 championships, a 14-win Pro 4 streak, hailing from Fairhope, Alabama, we have the pot-stirring, shit-talking, number 99, Monster Energy Back Pro 4 of Kyle LaDuke. Are you talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, homie, what's going on, dude? Mountain. I don't remember. Yeah, Bitch there's a Luke Mountain. Mountain. Did you not know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I own it. <laughs> yeah, I own it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's my mountain. <laughs> He's like, I got my own mountain in uh, Massachusetts. No big deal. Yeah, I just, I literally just climbed off a lawnmower cutting my kids uh, a motocross track in the middle of this damn field in the middle of Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. You have one in uh, Alabama. How's the one in Wisconsin? Did you kind of uh, design it a little bit different or better, or kind of learn from things from Alabama? Uh, no, I was on a uh, John Deere lawnmower cutting a shape into a tall grass field. So, yeah, no jumps, just uh, kids riding in the field. Nothing spectacular. <laughs> nothing nothing too crazy. So, before we kind of get into some racing, uh, I need some suggestions, man. I'm going to uh, Maine here in September. We're flying into Boston. Anything specific that I should uh, see or go to while I'm over there? Uh, yeah, dude, I don't know if you're a lobster fan, but they've got some of the killer killer options out there they have everything lobster option you can imagine seafood is my jam how are you uh how are you surviving then being in wisconsin because i know you know you're in obviously out, out east and then california and then alabama close to the water close to seafood now you're here you know trying to live off of long john silvers how's that going for you <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's trying to say the least i'm tempted to I mean, not that I've got that kind of money, but tempted to try to buy something out here so we have kind of a home base right now. My crew chief, Trad, he's got his own uh, Prevost bus that him and his family built from the ground up, and I'm living with my family and my toter, and we're parked here at a uh, cow farm just south of Anahill. And uh, we've been at campgrounds. We've been up at Jack Lake. We've been up at Mole Lake. We're just trying to keep these damn kids and family uh, occupied. Mm -hmm during this this race season so it just sucks that it's so such tight weekends that we can't like go home yeah but it's also nice that it knocks it out in two or three months and then you've got nine months off so i don't know that i'm bitching but uh it you know right now when you're in the heat of it it would be nice to be chilling at home we've just built a pool the ocean's closed we've got a small pontoon boat like all the stuff we've been working our whole life for and you got to kind of ditch it for the summer but it is what it is so what would be a, what would be a super ideal schedule for, uh, you know, somebody like, uh, like you, or, you know, the guys out West, I know that, uh, in the Lucas oil series, you know, you had a race pretty much once a month from March until end of October. Uh, do you prefer like the short schedule like this where it's, you know, June to September, or do you prefer that once a month kind of thing where you, where you've got time in between, but then there's like a lot more travel time. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm kind of, on field of both. I mean, last time in Lucas, we used to race 16 rounds, eight weekends. And I mean, 
I wouldn't say anybody complained um, just because there was a month in between and you could practically almost build a new truck or fix what you broke in between. And, and this two week stuff is like, it can get chaotic. You know, there's some teams that have had to rebuild half their trucks in the middle and it just, uh, it stresses you out, dude. It's, it's fucking stressful to say the least, but, uh, and it's hard to get parts, honestly. I mean, I don't know what you know, but dude, it's like just to get motor parts and, and stuff, uh, delivered and built and people standing by their words and companies being able to back up their parts. It's tough to get stuff these days. So you tend to have to get uh, pretty creative or come in super prepared, which, you know, nobody is ever pre- prepared for what the hell goes on on a racetrack. But I don't know. It's good. I, I complain about this and then I might complain about something else. So <laughs> I guess there's no way to know. There's no way to know until you do it. But I, I like the three to four weeks in between because it allows you to travel. It's probably going to cost more money buying stupid diesel these days, but it's, uh, it at least gives you time to go home and like take a breather a couple days to just get your head back on after a good or bad weekend and then uh, gear up for the next one. But right now it's just fucking snowball right to one to the other. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah, dude, it's, it's a grind, obviously, you know, for sure. It's tough going from a race weekend by the time you're done packed into the shop, it's maybe Monday, maybe Tuesday. And then you got to do it all again within realistically a week. I mean, you got to kind of get things together by Wednesday and, and get there by Thursday. Um, does that kind of uh, affect you think how like you raced or anyone else in the series has raced knowing parts are hard to come by? Cause I mean, back in the day, I mean, you know, old, old Mr. Renner is out here blowing motors like left and right. Um, and then you can't come in with that mentality. Do you think that affects your mentality racing wise knowing, Hey, I got one motor maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's always, yeah, I say that too. You get a green flag and you drive like a maniac, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's no way, there's no way to really prepare for what could or can happen. So obviously you just try to keep an open mind and, and try to prepare the suppliers for, you know, this could happen. This could be worst case, but you know, we have two gearboxes. We have two front diffs. We have two engines. Like we've got enough stuff to somewhat prepare ourselves, but like you said, it could go totally wrong in a weekend and, and bomb two motors. And then you're uh twiddling your thumbs because you got no money in the bank and you've got no motors in the trailer. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's super stressful because you want to go there and focus on racing and, you know, but you've also got to think about budgets and time and people. And it's, uh, it's super fun to do this, but there are days like, just like anything else, it can, uh, it can get out of control and chaotic and just turn into work at some point. Um, what are your thoughts then? I mean, we're, since we're kind of touching on schedule here, um, on potentially going to Georgia next year, even the year before that being in May, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Especially it being so far away. Uh, I think it's good. I mean, obviously it's closer for me, so it doesn't, doesn't really bother too much, but uh, honestly, dude, I've always said like, I was, I'm the only guy that's, I wouldn't say only, I'm one of the only guys that have always shown up to Crandon, whether I'm racing Lucas oil or this series or whatever. Like I've always bit the bullet and just done it because I know I want to be there and I've never bitched about travel money or, or how much you're going to pay me to show up. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of people that do complain and some people that don't. And I definitely respect the people that don't because fuck you either want it or you don't. And, and you know, to, to suck more money out of these series, it's, I say that because I have sponsors, but you know, I'm not making a couple million bucks a year. I don't know what these people think we make, but you know, we're, we're doing okay to, to continue what we're doing. But at the same point, you know, 
it's uh if you want to go racing and you want to try to win the big money at Crandon, you gotta you gotta just throw down the gas money and fucking drive your semi cross country. So I don't know. There's uh I'm open to the new changes. I'm open to more races. If we all had to race in Hawaii and had to get our stuff there, <laughs> like that's just where you race. I don't I've never looked at it differently. Um you know, I grew up driving the semi from California to Wisconsin. There was no Lucas Oil. There was no West Coast racing. We all raced in the Midwest. And then probably from 2002, when I started racing, I used to work for my dad five, six years before that. But, you know, in 02 and on, when we used to race in the Midwest, we drove every two weeks from Cali. So we would drive my dad's semi, me, my brother, my dad, bitching, yelling, everybody's tired, we're broke, this guy crashed, I blew a motor, you win. Like, you just get in the rig and you just go because that's just what you have to do. And now that there's been so many options, I think some people get spoiled. And, uh, you know, Glen Helen was 30 minutes from my house. That was awesome. So was Elsinore. But it's also awesome to go to Bark River, even though it's 1,500 miles from my house. It's just it's just where we're racing. If you want to make the money and go off for a racing, you just got to go where the racing's at. So it is tough. It is challenging. But if that's where it's at, dude, shut up and fucking put some miles in. <laughs> yeah, hard, you know you've got to do it. You know you've been in that. You know, obviously, like I said, you've been in that off-road game for forever, and uh, you've got a lot of uh, tracks under your belt. Easy, easy <laughs> on the forever. <laughs> easy on the forever. <laughs> Jesus, you've been uh, you've been in the game. You know since uh, you were since you were. Yeah. So <laughs> so when it when it comes to uh, Lucas Oil and uh, you know Champ off-road tracks. Um, I liked Lucas oil tracks, but they kind of seem to have like the same shape and design. Uh, I did enjoy the flowy jumps and whatnot, but uh, as a comparison, you know, what kind of tracks did you like? You know, do, do you have some favorites out in California? Like you said, uh, like, like maybe Chandler, um, but comparing Lucas oil to champ off road, you know, which was kind of your, your, your favorite sets. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've always, looked at Bark River as a badass track. Crandon's always been fun because it's fast, but it's never been like super exciting. Um, so I look at a track like Elsinore. Um, it was a super big platform with big tabletops and it was catering to the people that paid to be there and watch and also the fans on TV. So it was tough on trucks. It had huge jumps, big step up in the back, huge bowl turns. And, you know, we all complain about the water or this guy did the jump wrong or whatever, but you watch some old video and I, I literally genuinely miss it. Like just coming out of that back corner in third gear and hitting that tabletop that's as high as a three, four story building and hitting it wide open. Like there's no comparison. I mean, there was one in Wheatland where dude, you would just hit that booter at, I don't know, 65, 70 and just fly 250, 300 feet. Like I, you can't, <laughs> you can't fake that with speed. Um, you know, if you, if you went to an F1 race, I'm sure it would blow my mind, but if you threw some jumps in there and watched them actually jump, then, you know, it's insane. I mean, that's why the IndyCar people go crazy when Robbie Gordon jumps his SST, you know, trucks in the, in the, on the pavement, just cause it's exciting to throw things in the air and see if they land. Um, I think that's what a lot of these tracks are missing is the big, big stuff. And these trucks can do it, man. They can do so much stupid stuff. I've, flown them Bryce Menzies flown them I mean we've done some big jumps and just technical sections where I think we can really up these things to where people want to share it I mean I don't 
no offense to any of these tracks, but I don't want to go to Anago anymore and have it be the same jumps. Like if I paid tickets to go watch Supercross and three years ago, it's the exact same track. I wouldn't go back. Right. Like it's, mm-hmm. yeah, no, absolutely. You, you go to a, you go to a one and it's one track. You go to a two, it's different. You go to a three, it's different. Like there's, there's just, there's no, there's no, I don't even know. I'm not going to say pizzazz, but that's mm-hmm. the word I'm feeling. Like Park river needs, needs some, some, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I was given the keys to a tractor, I'd love to tackle it. And I'm probably going to hopefully have a hand in the Georgia track. And hopefully, hopefully something with Anago too. So I want to just try to showcase what these cars can do. And, and we got to try to cater to the sportsmen, obviously, because they're out there racing too. So it's tricky to build a track that really shows what these big trucks can do. And also lets even my son race around the tracks and look cool. But it's possible. I think it's all doable. So I think, I think a happy blend of massive speed and, and big air like the Lucas stuff was um, – Back in the day, I mean, Lucas got pretty soft in the later days due to insurance and all the stuff. And we used to jump jumps in Reno, dude. I have a picture of me and my dad side by side. It's like, I don't even know. It's 20-something 20, 20 feet in the air, and the trucks would land and blow the shocks off it. Like, yeah, we just tuned our <laughs> trucks to be better. But the fact that those kind of jumps existed, like, I, I love that stuff, dude. It just It just really showed what the trucks can do, and I think we're massively missing a bunch of that right now. Yeah. Um, so, oh, ahead, yeah. Ahead, I was going to say about like the track stuff. Do you think that would, if you add in like these jumps, it'd bring in like potentially like more racers and fans too? Like, like uh, it'd be shared more. You know, like you got the. Of course, yeah. I think. Like I just said, if you go to Anago next year and it's the same track, and they're going to walk up to the grandstands and turn the corner and be like, "Oh, oh yeah, same, same yeah. shit, different day." And you know, it's. I don't know who's in charge of that. I, I do, but at the same time. Why is that okay? Why is it okay mm-hmm. just to go back? And, uh, you know, I've been talking with Zach a bunch there at the track, and, and you know, if I can get the keys to some dozers, I'm going to try to make something cool, whether it's slow and technical, which is still cool, or some high-speed stuff on the backstretch that when you walk around the corner next year to go to round one or possibly round two or just the local guys walking up to the track go, oh, shit. Like, they're going different rotation this time? What is that? Is that a huge jump over there? Oh, man, I can't wait to see it. Then they watch the buggies and the sportsmen. They go, fuck, the Pro 4s are going to fly off that. Like, <laughs> I can't wait. Like, why not do that? You know, you watch the the 250s at Supercross, and you go, man, that's a dope rhythm. And then you see the 450s come, and you go, oh, shit, I didn't think they could quad that. Like, dude, look at them seat bouncing out of there. Like, that, that's me in the grandstands. Yeah. You know, that's me and my brother sitting in the grandstands going, dude, I can't believe Bob Stewart just quadded that. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's I miss that. I, I, I don't say I miss that. I think it needs more of that. I think it needs to start getting rowdy and, and start pushing some limits. Yeah. And that's like where I was coming from. Cause me and my buddies go to Florida every year to ride a, we ride dirt bikes too. And we go to Florida every year to this one track. Cause this guy says he changes it every year to give it. He's like, same opinion as you. He's like, nobody wants to ride the same thing year after year. He's like, so I like switching it up. I would run the track backwards. I was like, I'll add some jumps here and there. He's like, give it at some options, give it some flavor, because then it gets stale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I fully agree, and obviously that takes money and effort, but I don't think it's that expensive. I mean, if they just put it out there, like, hey, would anybody uh, come and help build the track or donate tractors or donate dirt? Like, I think people would jump out of their seats to do it. I mean, if I can build one in my backyard, I'd love to build one. I rented a D five for a week and started pushing dirt, just like 
everybody else that has a motocross track at home. I mean, there's some people do, and some people are fortunate to have one, but I built jumps with shovels my whole life. <laughs> and once I finally got my own damn yard, I'm like, fuck that. I'm, I'm renting a D5. And uh, it's possible, dude. It just it just takes a little bit of money. I, I put like two grand into having renting a tractor for a week and a half. And, dude, if you could do that with a couple rigs, you could move so much stuff and just try to uh, try to spice it up. I want to do this for a living. And it gets boring trying to sell it when I'm showing nothing for air and jumps and sliding and no bank corners. And it's, uh, it, it makes it tough to sell for sponsors. I mean, you don't want to go to Supercross and have it be on a vet track and a bunch of tabletops <laughs> and no berms, right? Yeah. Like I wouldn't pay to go see that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, half of the excitement for Supercross is the tracks. I mean, you go to the monster cup and they're running out of the stadium and they're doing over unders like, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. I mean, we all want to know what Daytona is going to look like next year for Supercross, but yep. nobody's nobody cares what Park River is going to look like next year because we know it's not going to change. So I don't know. It frustrates me a little bit, and I would love to keep you know to help. I'm not just sitting here bitching. I'd love to help. What when it comes to uh, Georgia, and like you said, if you could kind of get your hand in on that. Uh, what are some things that you would uh, that you would kind of include? I know you kind of touched on it about you know kind of kind of bigger jumps, maybe some uh, flowy turns. What, what would you think would be like a signature Kyle of Duke thing? Would it would it be would it be the big jumps? Would it be a big tabletop that you can land smoothly on and still get you know that two hundred feet of air? Or what's what's a Kyle of Duke thing that you would do? I I started to do some work, and I you know I'm a little ashamed of it, but I I, I got the keys to the Firebird Arizona track. When Pro 4 wasn't at Lucas Oil and it was just a Pro 2s and Pro Lights, they gave me the keys over the winter, and we I stopped there and I told all those guys, I had to explain what a step up was. I had to explain what a step down was. They didn't know what they were building, what it meant. So I was able to draw some stuff, and Richie Lewis and the crew gave me the keys, and, and I went there and started bulldozing. And I changed the rotation backwards. I made some big-ass jumps, and then he told me we couldn't jump any higher than the, the fencing or else insurance would shut it down. <laughs> so... I, I, I want to claim that track, but at the same time, I don't because it, I never got to finish it. I never, COVID happened and the whole thing got shut down. And then they went anyways and raced it without even putting track, a truck on it. Um, so I was a little ashamed that I didn't actually get to finish that. But my, my claim would be, I want to do this deal. It's a, it's an on off. It's a, it's a simple supercross deal, but I want to build a jump to where you do a big, I mean, you have this huge Lake Elsinore tabletop. Um, but it's kind of like a step up. You jump up onto it. Um, and then the slower classes will jump on their own tabletop and then basically have like three tabletops. And then the big trucks will step up onto this table and then do a big kicker off of the top of it down into like a, ho a hole type thing. Um, and then I also want to do this, a ridge. There was back in the day before, you know, before any of us were racing, it was called uh, Thompson's Ridge. It was at a racetrack in Riverside, California. And they raced these trucks in like the early 80s, mid 80s. And they ran them along this bank. And it had a K-roll on top and the fans were able to stand on top. And they would like kind of track across it sideways sliding like, I don't know, half a mile. And it just looked like it'd be something pretty cool to get these trucks up onto this bank. And then you kind of have to struggle to like stay on it. And um, I don't know. That's something I, if I had free reign to be able to build that, try to find somewhere to build this long kind of curved ridge to get the trucks up to 60, 70 and hang a left up on this big banking. I don't know. We've all got dreams and ideas, <laughs> but um, it would be hard to build. You just need a hillside and, and 
fucking tractors, right? Yeah. You know what's so, cool too I'd love, is just I love to talk to people. <laughs> what what sounds cool too is just the way you talk about you know, building tracks or, or, you know, adding kind of certain aspects of it is kind of like a way that you can talk about, uh, like MLB baseball parks. You know what I mean? Like you got Fenway, you know, you got Wrigley and the vine and, you know, you got, you know, Anaheim stadium. And then you, you got other things with like a, a you know, a lake behind it. Uh, and it, so it's yeah. kind of, it's kind of cool to kind of hear that from, from drivers on, on just like fan. I, I, I want to say, I don't want to say fantasy tracks, but just something yeah, yeah. that you would wish you could see that sound like MLB, you know, baseball. Well, parks. Everybody tries to say they can, you know, they talk about Crandon, right? So there's just no way you can duplicate it. People try to name their turns or they try to name this part of the straight. Like you can't duplicate it. It has history. There's just no way around it. Right. So, you know, you can't name these, you know, cowboy corner. You can't name the gravel pit. It's, it's, it's just his history that's there. So, leave that track alone. <laughs> I would say leave it alone, maybe make it a little more spectacular, but leave yeah. that theory alone and try to build something unique. Try to build something. I mean, you can't duplicate Daytona for Supercross, so why try? Yeah. Right? So, you know, build an Anaheim one. When we start the season, it better be badass. There better be smoke. There better be fireworks. Like, I don't know if you've ever gone to Supercross, but dude, I used to remember going to Anaheim one and the whole place would go dark and the green lasers would come around and the fucking announcer would come on and they start introducing drivers. Like there's no hype. We don't get any of that yeah. hype. None of it. I mean, you guys make your video and it's, they're epic, but it's all about timing. It's got to come out before the season. And every fucking driver that pays to register needs to promote these videos. Like we can't just sit there and enter round one and then just show up. Like we've got to try to hype it as much as you guys do your work. And the series does, we all need to do it. Sportsmen, my son, like myself, like my crew chiefs, we need to start hyping this stuff or it's going to go away. I mean, it's going to either stay how it is or get weaker and maybe go away. And that's not cool with me, you know? Yeah. Like you said, like these opening ceremonies at these supercrosses are epic. They got pyro is going off. Like you said, the lasers and then the top 10 introduced with the, everyone has like their own video, like exactly what you're oh, saying. Dude, they need it's that. It's insane. Yeah. Even the lead up to supercross, you know, but, the team introductions, like nobody does that. Nobody parks and says, Oh, here's my new truck. I mean, there might be three or four guys, but even if you're a sportsman and you put two new stickers on your car, like put put that out there. Show that you're going around one and Anago and you know, hopefully we can do some stuff with these tracks and get out some some preseason videos of trucks jumping and new tracks. Come to Bark River with the new so and so, you know, mammoth jump or whatever the fuck we call it. Like <laughs> something that when you get in your semi and you drive around one other people are just as excited about it as you are instead of just the teams yeah we have to sell it i mean this is a sport that is based off of sponsorship and we have to sell it and right now it's super hard to sell and what's, I'd love to help uh, what's I something new that, that you think that they can add to to like crandon like again like you said you you don't want to mess with it too much, but what's like one thing you think that they can add that kind of adds that, like you said, that, that pizzazz that maybe is just a little bit different that, but again, is just a little bit different enough. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to say, but you got, I, I, we talked about this with Cliff and my guys a couple of times. <clears throat> Crandon has been around for over 50 years. Arguably it's the same thing. So the dude that went there 50 years ago is pretty i'm pretty sure they're not going to that race anymore 
the guy that went there 30 years ago probably isn't going there anymore. It's the 15 to 15 year range. You know, those, those guys camping on the back, getting rowdy, bringing their kids. So the speed is one thing, the speed down the front stretch, you can't duplicate it. You know, he could church up turn one and make it faster, put the banking back into it. A lot of things that we veterans, uh, <laughs> used to remember <laughs> having a bank turn one and being able to go in there two or three wide, but there's this infield part, you know, where the finish line, the Rancho jump is what I call it. And there are some places in there where it could get a little more exciting and, uh, a little less one line. <clears throat> but again, you say you don't want to change it up too much, but you could, you know, you could put it on steroids. Um, you could build up these jumps on the front straightaway, give these fans something bigger, more exciting, faster. There could be a huge jump at the finish line right after the stripe. You could do something really cool right there. Um, something, something for them to walk up again and, and put their chair on the hill and be like, Oh, I cannot wait to see these trucks hit this. Um, that's all. I mean, it's just something new. I mean, the track itself has changed. The facility has advanced, but the track has yet to do that. So I think there's, there's always room to grow. I don't want to change Brandon. Yeah. I don't want to go backwards, but I want to, uh, try to give it something new. And I mean, we've talked to Cliff and he'll either slap you in the face with a terrible idea or, <laughs> or he'll listen to you and, and try to build something cool. Um, what's, what's something that you can do? Cause is, I, I mean, again, you, you're not, you know, the first guy that said this, but how do you, how do you make Crandon not a one line track? You know, again, you know, you have certain angles, certain areas that you can pass that maybe you have a better setup, but how do you make it? So it's not so one line. Do you change up something by the skybox? Do you like, how do you make the gravel pit different? Or like you said, the Rancho jump kind of thing. How do you, how do you make it? So it's not one line. Well, in your opinion. Yeah. 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 Um, I think you got to give it some, features that cater to one aspect of drivers versus the other. I think it would be the technical side, which could be the, from uh, the finish line all the way down to, you know, Argon. you could, you know, instead of the big, long sweeping one line stuff, you could build some jumps. You could, hell, you could even have a split lane, right? Like you can have it do a different lane heading over to Argon. have one line come in from the right or one from the left. I mean, if you Google map the place and delete the racetrack and just throw concepts at that section of the track, I mean, Argonne is famous, but there's no reason you can't dip down to that hole or have a slower second loop. Like um, there's ways to do it. And I think a, a really interesting, I want to say the word interesting part that Cliff added was that jump over the skyboxes that's paralyzed about 11 people. Uh, he built he built a jump it's like it's like a, it's like a stair it's a stairway to nowhere right so like, you yeah, take the stairway all the way to the top and then you just fall off the face of it and you know i looked at that when he built it and i was bummed and i broke my truck 11 times off of it i think i think that section right before it 100 feet before it, it needs a a nice roll up kicker. And then where we go down, have that be the landing. And I mean, that would just elevate the amount of excitement over by the skyboxes. Um, yeah. You know, and, and add a, add a set of grandstands somewhere over there. I mean, I know it's risky with dirt and crashes, but something new, something new for the people to go dude. what's over there. Like I can buy tickets and be over there. I've never seen the track from that side, that angle. Um, 
and that's a huge part of it too is having the having the fans be able to see the track at a different angle um yeah you know have some grandstands outside of between argon and the gravel pit over in that dead zone have a big hill there with some grandstands on it something new uh to to church it up to flavor it up i mean you know the rancho jump has always been the same and uh i don't know it's it's hard to look at it that way but if you drive around it which i've done a thousand times you always wish there was something different i wish this was banked more man that'd be cool if that corner wasn't so sharp wonder if we crossed over through here if this would be better like there's ways to do it i think the only way to do that is to Delete what you know about Crandon and just think about it as an open slate. Would this make it more exciting? Can we cross through here? Can this go that way? Um, and I think you can come up with some cool stuff. It's just getting the right people to delete what they know and and start over somewhat. So was that uh, was that Lake Elsinore that had that double lane uh, turn? Which one was that? Uh, that was Firebird back in the day, Arizona, the track that I bulldozed and, and turned around the other way and changed. That had a oh, high what, and a low lane. Yeah, would that be uh, something that they could do for, like, the gravel pit at all with how big and embanked it is? Like, where you make, you know, in, in, in motocross, how, like, that inside lane is really, um, like, sharp, and then that outside lane is maybe a little bit more wide or, or forgiving. Uh, is that something you think that would be possible for the gravel pit to kind of change it up and like making it a, a interesting passing area? Yeah, it's, it's pretty class. I don't know. Dependent on that though, because a pro four, you can still go to the bottom, you know, and in a, in a pro two, you're stuck going to that high line. I mean, some yeah. of that, some of that is dependent on track prep. I mean, you can go as far as that. I mean, do they rip it? Do they soak it? Is it blue groove on the bottom? Because if it's blue groove, then nobody's going to go there and they're all just going to end up at the fence. So it's a a bit of a tricky scenario to say, make the gravel pit better. Um, yeah. You know, technically it's just a hairpin corner and there's nothing trick or anything about it besides the speed. I think, I think the berm that's there is too far away and not okay. steep enough. So they have, they have a, a ton of dirt there but it's, it's so far away and it's so mellow of a banking that it's not really, I mean, if you're going to do it, that's when you look at Lucas oil, those were super bowl turns. You could lean on them so damn hard and you would never go over the top of them. And your speed goes up incredibly when you hit those Glen Helen turns, the bank turns that Elsinore. I mean, the trucks are just buried in those corners. So I would, I would add 10 feet to the outside of that and kick it in 30 feet and just put huge banks so you can just rip that berm. And also it's, it's as fast as going on the bottom in a pro four or something like that. So I don't know. I mean, you honestly have to sit there and start measuring and start looking at stuff to come up with a good idea. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, it's great too. It's just even like just us talking about track design, track corners and just, you know, the, the, the passions there. So, I mean, that's always fantastic to hear from, from, you know, drivers and whatnot wanting more wanting it to be entertaining or sort of, like you said, it's not necessarily one track line or one yeah. line track. Um, so speaking of, uh, speaking of, uh, jumps that we were talking about earlier, how come you didn't go for the, uh, for the triple at ERX? <laughs> how come you didn't go for the triple? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, no, 
uh, tell me what you want, but no, we, <laughs> we, uh, we went there with a truck that, um, we just changed. So I just raced in Italy, these electric cars. I'm not throwing excuses out. I'm just telling you why. Yeah. So Chad stayed back and he was supposed to go race with me and did all that stuff. And he, we, we just had thousands of small issues with these rear shocks that we just could not get ahead of mid season. It would have just killed us even worse in points. So we just opted out to uh, add a bypass shock to the back of the truck, which is a massive undertaking in and of itself. But we added that to the back of the truck and um, we sent the, the concept into King. They built all new shocks. Brett King built them in two days. It was insane. And the way they were built and the way we thought we should have them was completely way off. So the up in the bump zone, my rebound was so damn tight. So every time we went down there, the wheels were sticking up in the back. And uh, I didn't want to be that squid that went down there with an ill-handling truck and just cartwheeled the thing. So, um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's been days where I risk it all and go for it. That wasn't that day because it was like we were tuning our shocks as we were practicing and qualifying. So that was dumb of us to not have time to be able to get it set up right. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know. It wasn't ideal. It would have it, it would have cartwheeled me and I would have destroyed my truck. I know. Um, so, yeah, no, it was definitely sick to watch those guys push the limits and go for it. Um but the other part too is I watched it a bunch and I watched it enough to see that it didn't help you in the corner. So yes, you came in and you blitzed that, that triple, but you had a single coming out of that into the corner and the single would get them pretty deep into the corner. Yeah. And to me, to me in that, in that hundred foot rhythm section, it was faster. Absolutely. But in the corner afterwards, it didn't look it looked like it upset the truck. And I think that's why you never saw anybody do it once we were like <laughs> shredding and racing our brains off. Yeah. I think yeah. because I could go into there and double and double. And as soon as the thing would land on the landing, I could pick up the throttle and fucking throw it into the left. And if I was tripling, it would have tossed me into the corner. I would have been a lot deeper. So as far as lot times, I think it wasn't faster, but it did look sick committing over the hill and cross up crossing like that. It was definitely cool. But, I was uh, not one of the guys doing it. Is that one of your, uh, like, uh, weird question here, but is that one of your favorite turns at, uh, on the on the circuit maybe is, is coming out of those uh, split lanes into the, into the doubles and then ripping it out of that corner, that Talladega turn, they call it at ERX. The only reason I ask is because you seem to absolutely murder that turn every fucking time, like, for the, ever since you've gone there. Every lap, you seem to just rip out of it. I mean, you made that pass on CJ last year in Russia that we put in, but you seem to just absolutely kill it. Yeah, there's something about, I don't know. It's like, it's got just enough banking on it to make it um, that where you can bring in a lot of speed, but at the same time, it's it's single file. So you got to really hug that inside as tight as you can. But what really pissed me off is back in the day when we first went there, <laughs> 2020, <laughs> We had a sick ass line going from the outside line and we'd cross over and did that little wheelie through the corner. Uh, I don't know if you remember seeing that at all, but in 2020. Yeah. And then obviously we went there as hot shoes and not knowing the track and we set fastest lap and absolutely crushed it. Then of course they build a wall in between there, so I can't do that. <laughs> that video so, was sick. So that's that's that split line is, I believe, thanks to me. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, I would yeah. bet. <laughs> the, I don't think the Carlsons liked it too much, but um, no, it, it's it's a cool section to keep us separated. It's really hard to stay on the bottom, but honestly, dude, the last race we went there, me and CJ were ripping. Like I would double, double, and as soon as I'd land, it was full throttle, full steering input, and, you know, kind of lugged the motor through without the corner. But, dude, even my crew chief tried and all those guys were like, dude, your, your entry speed into that fucking left-hander was insane. Like, mm-hmm. at the it moment, is. you don't realize it, but, you know, when you sit back and start watching the race, you're like, dude, I'm carrying so much mile an hour into that corner. Because <laughs> I knew yeah. I knew technically the bottom was faster, um, so I had to step up the speed on the outside and carry it over the jump. That's where one of those six shots or it's a head-on shot of me kind of crossing in front of CJ, just shooting fire on those hood. Yeah. Like, pretty cool stuff. Yeah, that track in that corner, definitely, uh, I enjoy it for sure. I think they... I feel like they softened that track quite a bit this year. Some of those little kickers before from the Nitro Circus, yeah, um, yeah, little cars. Man, we're not, we're not Ford Fiestas and Subarus. Man, <laughs> we need, we need, we need kickers to allow us to fly. And I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't know why that happens. But if they're going to build a kicker halfway at the jump, it better be a lot steeper so that we actually get more than four feet off the top of the jumps. Because you, you yeah. want all these pictures, you want all this cool stuff, and you go back and you look at the picture, you're like, oh, dude, I'm three feet off the ground. Like, it doesn't look cool. <laughs> you don't, they, don't know, they don't know you're going 80. But at the same yeah, time, yeah. you're like, man, I'm, I'm only three feet off the ground. Like, I don't know. I just, maybe so, I want too much, but I think, it's, I think it can always be better. Well, again, like you said, you know, you're, you're a big, uh, big guy about the big, big jumps. And, um, you know, out west, they were... They were great at that. And, and, and I do agree, you know, I, I do miss the, the big jumps. I mean, cause what big jumps do you have? You got the, the one at ERX, the, the one at Park river, and even the one at Crandon isn't as big. I feel that it used to be. And, um, I don't know, man, I, 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 I agree. I, I think a few big jumps would be a, a nice welcome pace, but, um, you know, even, even going into Lena, man. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to touch on it too much, but earlier this season, it's been going a little, you know, iffy, wishy-washy, not necessarily the way that you want, but you kind of, you bounced back at Lena at, on Saturday, started in the back and somehow found your way to the front. Yeah. No, we've sucked ass this year. You can go ahead. I just sugarcoated. No, I mean, I, I hate to admit it, man. It sucks. I came in here to win a championship and CJ got it for me last year. And, you know, we're here battling for a champ. I mean, dude, like I said, my family's living here in Wisconsin and we can't be out here getting, you know, ripping tires off the wheels and blowing the shocks off the thing and having super mechanicals, like, fuck, we're too committed to this and we need to be better at what we do. And and I say that, but at the same time, I'm the guy working on the truck just as much as my crew chief. So there's only two guys to blame. And, uh, you know, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And this year has been a struggle. Um, you know, we started the season on a different tire and we switched to a different tire and we changed a couple of things there. And then we changed the suspension and Man, even like the ERX thing, like it kinked off the the fuel lines in my fuel cell. I overjumped the doubles and I faced the triple, and it just crushed the top of my fuel tank and it kinked the fuel lines inside my pickup, and just shut the truck off. Same two feet later, CJ broke his truck, you know, broke his sway bar. Like it's it's super frustrating because I know we have good stuff. It's just when we go back and we take the fuel cell apart, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like the race was over. <laughs> and something super like this happens, but I don't know. I mean, it's frustrating to, to say the least, but going into Lena, obviously we, we wanted to win six races before that, but um, we definitely had a, a mission to get done. 
when we're at Lena and, and that's a tough track to do it because there's such a bull ring that it's so hard to to understand what's happening or what could happen or you know prepare for the worst but um yeah we went in there with a, a good setup on the truck started jumping the jumps they kind of upped the the jump on the finish line there a little bit so you know the truck was working good so we just started boosting it literally hitting it flat-footed landing flat and just uh I knew going into it, we were going to have a, a kick-ass truck. So it was, it was fun to actually be competitive with a good handling truck and start thinking about racing instead of setup or shocks or taking the shocks off every time. Like we finally were able to focus on, uh, on racing again. And, and I think that really paid off big time. What was your, uh, what was your beef with, uh, with turn one? Why, why did you hate turn one at, at Lena? What was up with that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, turn one hated me. I mean, it's obviously it's my own fault. Like, obviously I'm driving the car, right? Um, well, the first lap I went in there, I was like, oh, I'm not going to let CJ get a jump with me. I think I should be good. Run this cushion. Boom. Fence. Like I ran too hot into a slippery wet corner, got the fence and, uh, let those guys, you know, I had to lift off the gas and let some of the guys go by. And then, uh, the very next lap I was able to pass, fuck what, four trucks in one lap. Mm-hmm. Got right back up to second. Going to turn one, and I the in-car camera. I didn't do anything wrong in the corner. It was going into it. I brought too much mile an hour. Um, I mean, I'm off the gas going in. The thing pushes because I'm off the gas and not committed. And then I just kind of idled the thing all the way over the wall. Um, and then I gave a little bit of gas to not flip it over. Gave a little bit more, a couple blurps, and I end up high centered, fifty fifty on the K route or whatever the concrete. So just overdrove a wet corner. Um, and that really sucks for me. I mean, yeah, we won the race and did all this cool stuff, but those stupid ass little mistakes like that are what take me out of a race and rip a tire off a wheel or bend the housing or fuck up the back of the car. Like, I don't know. You talk about all this great stuff, but you're like, yeah, yeah. Remember that stupid ass thing I did in the beginning of the race though. (laughs) I think, I mean, that frustrates me more than the wind excites me, but I don't know. It was a pretty kick-ass win to run down CJ and pass him on the last lap. That was fucking fun. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, as as the fan and in people out there, fan and me, um, I mean, to us, I, you know, you may not enjoy wins like that, but but we definitely do because it's something that it's a show you definitely put on. It's something that we talk about. We're like, you're like, man, dude, did you see? Yeah, Kyla Duke won on Sunday, but did you see this dude was up on the on the the concrete <laughs> wall? Like, I thought he was done for the day, and you come back and you win. So that's always really cool to kind of go back and and you know share or brag about and be like, yeah, the, this guy, this guy ended up winning the race and it's, and it's insane to see. So would you rather have like a win that was just kind of flag to flag you win or would you I don't not that you want to win like that, but is that fun to do where you end up on the wall? And like you said, chase down CJ and, and get him and, and win. Dude, there's, there's no comparison from having to come through the field. I mean, on Saturday, we put me and CJ started last and we caught all the way up and I was able to win the race too. So, having those come from the backs are super fun, but when it's your own ass that puts you at the back, that's frustrating. So I guess that's <laughs> what I mean by that. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the amount of as lucky as we got by not having a broken truck and being able to come down and start at the back of the pack and be like, kind of fluff your feathers a little bit and be like, all right, all right, <laughs> all right, let's get to work here. Um, you know, <laughs> That's shit I love. I absolutely love it. I love racing cup races. The Lucas Oil Cup races, I have the most wins out of anybody in that. 
because it is an all out straight up fist fight. And like, all you're doing is just taking massive risks, passing two trucks at a time. The sunset's going down the firebird and like you're going over the hills and dust and blind landing and throwing it inside of a pro two. Like when you're done with those races, you have no idea what just happened. Like <laughs> you're, you're so in the moment, there's so much chaos happening that I think that's where I thrive is when it's just like, if you got a good car, first of all, primary, number one, if you have a good car, there's absolutely no reason why you can't win. And that's what I've always said. And people sometimes like the way I drive or like the things I do. It doesn't matter. It, what matters to me is if my truck is good and I don't break it, then nothing else matters besides winning. So <laughs> that, that, sometimes turned into some exciting fucking races. <laughs> oh, dude, a hundred percent. I mean, that's got to add to so much more confidence too. Just kind of, like you said, picking dudes off, you know, I, I get there in a pro too, but you still got to get around them. I mean, at the end of the day. Well, yeah. I mean, at Lena, I, I, I don't know how many pro trucks or what, maybe eight or nine, but pass them all cleanly. Some had issues, some were overdriving. doesn't matter. Like outside, inside, set them up. I found a kick-ass part, uh, spot to pass at that Lena down into the, the, hellhole or whatever they called it yeah just jumping over the jump and getting there first and just stopping the car and some people were saying i was too aggressive in hitting them but i said dude it doesn't matter i got there first yep. you know and <laughs> and uh yeah i do it i passed i passed johnny there i passed carlson carlson's a little was a little bumpy but um it doesn't matter i got to the corner first and they were on my outside so um and then you know just was able to to click off a couple laps behind cj and I was like, all right, I think I got a good groove here, good groove. And I started to follow his lines. And uh, we did like maybe a lap and a half or two. And I was like, fuck, I'm not going to be able to catch him. I'm like, there's no way. I don't have I don't have the grip. I don't have the hookup. I don't have the speed. So then I kind of shook myself out of it. And I was like, dude, run your own fucking lines. I don't know wherever he's going. doesn't matter. Go wherever is fast for me. And that's yeah. when we ran. That's when we ran a lap that was like nine tenths faster than him, and I could see five car lengths closer. I could see two car lengths that lap. I could see three. I was like, "Oh shit, here we go!" And uh, as soon as I kind of slapped myself in the face to just run my lines and, and literally not even acknowledge where he's going, that's when uh, we were able to creep up on him, and it was it was good because he was running clean, he was running good. Um, but for the most part, I mean, we were both flat out going for it. I mean. He can fight for championship points all he wants, but at the same time, we both want to win, win races and we both want to beat each other. So um, if he didn't take as much risk as I did, um, you know, that's his own fault. He lost the race because of it. And, and uh, but it's all good. I've, I've, I love the competition. He's doing killer this year. He's kicking my ass so far on the points. Um, but, you know, we're not out of it yet. He says we're racing like we have nothing to lose. And I've always raced like that. So it's just another day for me. Um, and it's just it's just a matter of putting it together and, and not flaking on a bunch of the stuff that I've been missing on the beginning of the season. So trying to wrap it up, take that momentum that we got from Lena and that style and that that feeling of uh, a confident truck underneath me and me being confident in the wheel, the team being dialed, and just fucking going out there and going as fast as we can. So um, that's what I gained from that weekend. We gained two wins, which was massive, but at the same time, the team, the car, myself, have gained so much confidence on what it can do. So I'm excited for Bark River, dude. It's going to be sick. Yeah, man, I'm I'm super excited for, for Bark River as well. I mean, you got three points races left. 
uh, second in points, 31 points back. I mean, it's it, wholly entirely possible for sure to, to, you know, come back and, and win the points championship for sure, especially with the truck count, uh, you know, that's going to be included yeah. in Crandon that, you know, that's going to play a factor into it. I mean, look at what happened yeah. last year with the pro two. I mean, like perfect scenario had to have it for Keegan. He went sure. out, did what he had to do and ended up coming away with it with one point. So he, it's entirely possible, man, for you to, to, <laughs> to come back and win that. Yeah, no, I think there's plenty enough races. I mean, he's obviously going to be on his game. He's going to try to keep his shit together. And at the same time, you know, we're going to push as hard as we can. So um, he's going to have his own battles with other drivers and other guys in the field. And then, you know, we've all got to just fight through it. And uh, I'm ready, dude. I'm excited. I've come back from a 52 point de- deficit one year to win the championship. So uh, 31 points with three rounds to go. Sounds like a big ask, but I'm going to fucking do whatever I can. So um, it will be exciting. It will be an all out battle. We literally, I'm sitting here right outside the shop working on the truck every damn day. Just finished my gearbox today, looking at every stupid part, everything that matters, everything that's going to stop you from winning. So we're, uh, we're going for it. We're giving it everything we got. And I hope, uh, I hope it's as exciting as I'm making it sound because I'm ready to go have some <laughs> oh. fun. Oh, for sure, man. I, and I think it's fun too, to, to see you in a position where you're, you're chasing. Cause you're not, Oh, you haven't always been in that situation. At least I don't think, you know, you've kind of been pretty dominant, especially out West, but for you to kind of have something to, to chase for is, is pretty fun to watch. Um, last couple, uh, racing questions I have, and then we'll do a little, uh, little fun game that I got for you. It's, it's nothing super inappropriate, nothing bad or anything like that. It's going to be a fun little game, but, uh, yeah, yeah, racing sure. related, uh, you know, you were, you were a winner in Italy, uh, with the, with the extreme racing, man, uh, kind of touch on that, you know, this year you went to Saudi Arabia, Italy twice going to, uh, Chile and then, uh, Uruguay later on this year, Iceland last year, man, how, dude, how's that been? And how does that, Ed, is, is that just seat time that you think benefits you tremendously? Yeah, I think it's it's a bit tricky still. Um, you know, the, the cars are good. It's a good experience. It's a killer team. I think it's it's a, it's a learning curve, I mean, to say the least. Fuck, running electric cars in a, a army training facility in Italy with Chip Ganassi Racing. Like, it's all things that don't, <laughs> that shouldn't line up together, right? But, yeah. Um, they do. And I think they do in a really good way. I think it's, it's fun. Trad's my crew chief on that program too. So we've, uh, we've had some awesome days. We've had some absolutely horrible, broken, costing hundreds of thousands of dollars days too. So I've, you know, I don't brag too much about it just cause I've done some stupid stuff and haven't really delivered too much, but we did win a race this year. Um, we've been fast. It's been tricky having a, uh, a teammate working that way. A female teammate is something new I've never dealt with. Um, neither has Ganassi, neither has Sarah. So it's, it's just a, a tricky, tricky program in general, but, um, all in all, I mean, it's pretty dope. We're racing for GMC Hummer EV and like, it's got a Hummer badge on it. We were just in Italy and they had a brand new Hummer there sitting in our pits. So we got to check it out, go rides in it and just hang out in it. And it's, uh, it's a sick adventure. Cause dude, there's some bangers out there. It's, it's Loeb, Christofferson, Sign senior, like, there's some Tanner Faust is racing McLaren's there. Our team there, like Lewis Hamilton owns a team, Nico Rosberg, like <laughs> I'm name dropping here, but dude, it's stupid when you walk down the pit lane and see who's actually there and what's actually happening. Um, it's pretty yeah, I spectacular. Mean, I mean, you got uh, Timmy Hansen too. I mean, uh, uh, t- you know, the Hansen brothers are, are there, you know, no, no intention for like the nineties, uh, you know, group or anything, but um, you know, Timmy and Kevin Hansen from, from, you know, uh, rally cross, 
Uh, you know, and that was something I was going to ask you with those boys being uh, in that extreme racing. Is that something you've ever thought about maybe dabbling in was rally cross? Absolutely. Um, it's always been something I'd like to do. And I feel like, I don't know about rally cross. I think straight up WRC rally racing through the woods at 120. Ooh. I think that's more uh, up my future. So I'm going to try to see if any of these doors are open. I mean, I'm definitely down to try it. Um, I'm not much of a brown noser or an ass kisser around here. So I don't, I don't sit there and try to schmooze my way to the front, but, um, if I can, if I can get my shit together and race this car a little bit better over there, um, I think, you know, I think they'll recognize that. Um, so there's some things I need to do better on my side and the team and everybody to, to be more dominant out there. Um, but dude, they're, they're sketchy cars to drive that fast. Um, but at the same time. You're, you're living life on the edge. I mean, I, I blew the power steering out of it when we were in Saudi at round one. You know, I had a, a decent gap to try to make up to try to win the thing. And, and I went up the sand dune at about a little over 100, 101, um, blind in the dust. I knew where I was going roughly. Um, and the, the, at the transition going up the dune, I hit a, a little camel grass thing and it snapped the wheel out of my hands and about broke my fingers off my hand. Like, and I didn't even see it coming. Um, so it gets it gets super risky and it's it's an interesting form of racing because there's gates and waypoints and driver swaps like there's a lot of uh weird things aside from just getting in a car and hauling ass. So it's uh it's tricky dude. It's definitely fun. Uh glad that I'm doing it. Hopefully I keep doing it in the coming years, but um yeah, it's pretty fun dude. Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah, dude, I, I uh, started watching uh, Launch Control from last year with the Subaru team and the Rally Cross and, and the rally racing that they do. So, um, you know, it'd be really cool to kind of see you out there doing that. I mean, watching that, I mean, again, it's just, it's it's insane seeing how fast they go and just how living on the edge they are. And and, and for you to kind of transition, you know, from throwing it in backwards of the Pro 4 to you doing, uh, you know, racing out in the woods <laughs> would be pretty, pretty interesting to watch for sure. Well, what's weird is, when I did start going over here, like obviously all the drivers did research on who's who and what's what. And mm-hmm. we went and did our preseason Spain test and like Nico Rosberg F1 world champion is kneeling down in front of our truck, looking at our spring setups. Cause they're all the same cars and ours rolled out of the pit about four inches lower than everyone. A little bit different camber setup, a lot different look than the rest. And we were the fastest. So they're, you know, Carlos signs the F1 driver and his dad were both in front of our pit looking at our truck and, you're just sitting there like, how the fuck am I, dude? Like, what? <laughs> why Why are we here? Me and Travis, you know, Travis from Anago growing up, worked his whole life. And we're like, why are these dudes looking at our stuff? And it really puts you in perspective because, you know, when I started meeting these drivers, because I don't know any of them, and, you know, they knew exactly who I was and what we do, which means they've watched all of our shit. And they're like, dude, that off-road racing is so insane. And even the Hanson brothers are like, dude, I watched your video at ERX versus us racing rally cars. And you guys fly off these jumps, huge shocks. And it's like, it's interesting to know that, you know, as small of a series we think we are, or what we're doing is minute a little bit. There's people all around the world watching us doing what we do. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool to think about for sure. Yeah, dude. Honestly, yeah, that's wild. I mean, when I looked at the lineup, when you, uh, you know, were, I don't want to say advertising, but when you were, you know, saying you're doing that extreme racing, you know, the electric racing stuff, I saw the names like, holy shit, man. I was like, these are no slouches that are out there for sure. So that was you know, really cool to see all those names out there. And um, yeah, man, uh, just be like, hey, go to YouTube, Impulse Media Rush. It's pretty cool to watch. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just if you're not busy, but uh, no, right. you, you yeah, might, you I'll might not. The, I'll uh, wait for the check to clear on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you you might not do that after my last racing question here. I probably should have asked this way before before I did that, but yeah, I'm losing signal here. By the way, yeah, yeah, I might lose you. <laughs> last question racing question i have and then we'll do this little game here and then we'll uh, let you on your way but uh last question i got is um you know sleeping sleeping peacefully uh in green bay i was staying in green bay with uh, lyle here um and then about seven in the morning man i heard you heard you start up your truck from 30 miles away what, what's up with the uh what's up with the loud exhaust you got a hole in it or, or what's going on this is a this is a real question that you spent time thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, we heard you light that light that thing up, and Andy goes, "Holy fuck!" I'm like, "Was that Kyle?" And like, uh, Lyle's like, "Yeah, man, that thing sounds fucking mean." And I was like, "It does, yeah. dude." <laughs> so, Fire you know, something that yeah, we, we wanted uh, to ask you. Well, uh, there's a couple reasons, but anyway, it's 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 a little bit different package for the motor, and then it's also a, a different exhaust system. So, um. Everybody runs kind of a either a X pipe or different type of scenario. Ours is ours is quite a bit different. Um, so this year we changed some parts on it that obviously made more power, um, obviously better for cooling of the truck, routing, engine cooling, all that kind of stuff. And it just so happened to be seven times louder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. So there's a couple of things that we could do. I mean, legally we're passing the rules, but back in the day we used to race at Elsinore and Glen Helen and they had like a noise ordinance. So you have to be under a, a certain amount of decibels, but now that rule's gone. So fucking let her breathe. Let her rip. <laughs> um, uh, Lyle, you have any uh, racing questions? I do not. Alrighty. Uh, well, we are going to do uh, this last little thing here and then we'll let you go. So, as I said, man, at least I think so. I think you're the master of shit talking because you are very witty. You're on it. You know, you always got something to say, which makes me giggle. So I'm going to present you, you with some uh, some scenarios. Sure, um, sure. And, and then let me know how you would like shit talk it back or like how you would respond to it. Again, these are all hypothetical scenarios that I, that I came up with. So first one, uh, a guy keeps obnoxiously bumping you during the comp yellow for the past three races. Uh, and each time he takes second, but you take first. Do you say anything to him, or what do you say? Like he's just boom, boom, hitting you before you can even get to the get to the uh, cone. Okay, so we're talking about Johnny Greaves. Um, <laughs> no, no, does he really do that? Oh, uh, no, no, no. Oh. Fuck, we all do. We all do that, man. <laughs> no, I mean, so like obviously, obviously, they all we all know the trick. You bump, you bump, you bump, you wait till the last bump that you can get, and once you get that last bump, you blitz it and you try to smoke them. So we all play the game. Bumping does nothing but make the guy in front of you more excited to go. So I say, bump me all you want. Let her eat. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, second scenario: a guy with a grieve shirt or another pro four shirt is next just question. staring at you. <laughs> Next question. question. Let's say a guy with another Pro 4 shirt, just any (laughs) random Pro 4 driver competition is staring at you. Yeah. Like he's just staring at you like for forever. Like, do do you say something to him or or what do you do? Uh, First, you ask if you want an autograph on his forehead. (laughs) 
So I don't know. After you say, and then after you You ask him, you give him the the West Coast, you give him the West Coast, you know, not chin up. The fuck? Yeah. Oh, I know. (laughs) Give him one of those. (laughs) The fuck? And they go. Then you find out. But then you find out he's blind. Well, yeah. Real nice. (laughs) (laughs) Then you go sign him on his forehead. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I don't Alrighty. know. That's a great uh, question. That, that's a that's a deep dark scenario. You're a very twisted individual. <laughs> Alrighty, you're you're fin- you're finishing just off the podium all year, but the guy in third finished in third once says something snarky to you. <laughs> At the moment when you're standing there getting towed off the track, and he says something to smart Alec, my Cole Mamer's like, oh, yeah, must be nice. You just sit there and go, uh, I don't know. You just, I don't know. I don't know what you would do. If you would hear it or see it. I don't know. Yeah, you, uh, yeah no, I'm, like, I'm, let's I'm say, uh, like, like, like he drives by and he's like, oh, just off the podium again, Holiduke. And he finishes like third one time. I can't hold up 109 fingers, but <laughs> I think they, uh, I can hold up seven. Seven There times. we go. I like that. Yeah. Alrighty, you, get, you, uh, enjoy, you enjoy scenario. your third place. <laughs> Yeah, enjoy your one third. Yeah, I'll give you all my third medals because I only got like four of them. <laughs> yes, I love it. I See, see that's, that's, that's it. That's the shit I'm looking for. <laughs> all righty, hey, next last. scenario. Your ex girlfriend boos you at the podium. <laughs> huh. I just, I just say thank you for buying tickets to watch me race. <laughs> this, this could be you. This could have been you. Could have been, been you. Should have been you. No. no. Uh, all right. Oh. Next one. A competing energy drink truck takes you out at the finish line at Fall Crandon. So we're talking about Carlson. Okay. <laughs> all all um, hypothetical. I was just, uh, just yeah, yeah. picked him out of a hat. <laughs> picked him out of a hat. Uh, takes me out of the finish line at Crandon. Yeah. Again, all hypothetical. Like gets into your side bed door and just, you know, takes you takes out. Takes me out. I don't know. I don't have a good, I don't have a good snapback from that. I tell you what. I went crazy. Mm. (laughs) You what? I said, I went crazy. That was the last year before I started filming. So I was hammered on the hillside and I went nuts when you got out of your truck and, you know, gave him a little hello. You know the answer to the question because I fucking did it. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to hear what you would say. I stood on my door and one side is, is, little man that t-boned me and then the other guy on the other side or the 10 official was trying to count me off talk me off the ledge from killing the kid <laughs> yeah no, that, was a, me off the ledge. that was the stupidest shit i've ever seen in my life yes thanks oh. for uh brian lammer throwing that on instagram the other day that's Appreciate exactly that, what bro. brought it up <laughs> when we saw that. <laughs> this guy all right uh next one i tibble bean beat you in a foot race at bark river impossible Oh, sorry. <laughs> he goes, oh, wait, did I say that out loud? My bad. Okay, you beat me in a foot race? Yeah, at Bark River. 
I need to rethink my life, man. <laughs> <laughs> Are we, is right. that, does that sound like a does that sound like a fucking challenge or what? I mean, you know, we are having that foot race at Bark River. Uh-huh. So when do we have the mini motor race so I could beat everybody? I don't Ooh. know. I'm, I'm pretty good on that. Yeah. Oh, that, bitch, I'll that, shred on a 110. <laughs> I will oh. murder you. Ooh, I don't know, man. I I I go I black out and I just go. <laughs> you go you go straight Carlson? Yeah. <laughs> You're, we're Tito's gonna be after talking to you off uh the ledge again after yeah, what happens. Yeah. <laughs> no, Kyle, he's dead already. <laughs> All right, uh, next one. Racing, man. You uh you get beat by a guy using a thousand horsepower at Fall Crandon. Adrian Jenny. <laughs> uh Hmm. I don't know. That would obviously mean I need 1,200 horsepower. There we go. I don't know. There we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't don't dyno my truck. No, no, no. I don't have a 1,000 right. horsepower. I'm not one of the cool kids. <laughs> I don't have that right. kind of money. Three more left. Someone says the ice cream is better at Eats and Treats in Crandon rather than at Yeti's. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? Eats and treats. Exactly. I don't even know what it's fucking called. <laughs> On to the next question. <laughs> it's all about that Yeti, son. You got to get yes. up there and get a head, get a get a selfie with the creepy ass Yeti in the front of that place. <laughs> Which ice cream? Uh, yeah. Okay. You go. You go head to head with 2015 Kyla Duke, and you get beat by 2015 Kyla Duke, but. Then you beat him twice in a row afterwards. 2015. That is me shredding in Stilo. Yep. And if I was any of the competition that year, there was no way. We won 14 fucking races in a row. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I say that extremely confidently because that was an insane year of my life. But uh I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I could say to that. I mean, obviously, if I got my ass kicked by myself during that season, I would greatly bow down to the truck and the team and the whole setup. And then uh, beating him the next year. I wish I did 2016 in Stilo again. I think, I don't know what year I sold that truck. It might have been the year after that, yeah, because that's 2015. I remember Keegan jumped in our Pro 4, had the lead, and then had mechanical issues because, I mean, no offense, but I really, really wanted Keegan to beat your streak. Yeah, no, <laughs> I feel you, man. Uh, yeah, I wish I did uh, I wish I did some more time in CeeLo for sure. I think uh, for a couple of years we went backwards there for a minute. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough – that's a – that's hurt me mentally, man. <laughs> <laughs> making me oh, no. making me question my life. <laughs> oh, it's like days all thinking about just missing it. Damn, man. I fucked up. <laughs> I fucked up. Uh, last one. You uh again, all hypothetical. You wreck in spectacular fashion, but Adrian Cheney says he could do it better. <laughs> <laughs> That is absolutely guaranteed. I wouldn't doubt him a second. <laughs> he would say some shit like that. This dude, this sport needs more guys like Adrian Chenny that that 
that can just fucking spend the money and come out here and have fun every time. But man, I feel like that guy needs, I don't want to give him one, but he needs some wins. That guy needs something to, to keep him excited. I feel like I w- he needs to be in one of my trucks. I need to get him in one of my trucks. Not that the truck that he drives sucks, but I feel like he's missing something. I feel like he's, uh, it could be him. I don't know. He could crash everything. I mean, my dad beat up so many good trucks in his time, whether he was good, bad, or ugly. But I think I think if Chenny got in a uh, a different truck, I think we might see some uh, spectacular racing. I don't know. I can't remember what year it was, but he had that magical year where you guys raced on Friday to make up for a, a points race in, earlier in the season, or, or maybe the West Coast or Mid Midwest did. But he won Friday, won Saturday, and won Sunday. And they were wondering if he could do like the, the four for four over the weekend with the cup race, but ended up, ended up not happening. I think that yeah. might've been the last time I think he got a win even. I know that's crazy to think about, right? Like I've thought about that with several drivers. I mean, obviously we're fortunate enough to be winning a bunch of races here and there, but I mean, you start thinking about some of these dudes that haven't won yet or haven't won in fuck 10 years, like eight years. Like that's, that's gnarly to be to be able to show up. Like, dude, I've had, we all talk, we all know about it. We all have had I had a miserable season this year, but we keep showing up every time, knowing that we've done this 110 times. We can do it again. So, you know, it's it's tough. It's got to be insanely tough for people that haven't done it in a year or two or three. I mean, that would be crazy to not be able to win and just come back like we're going to do it this year. It's like. You know, hats off to the people that keep pushing because that's what we need. But, I mean, it's tough to go a weekend without a win, never mind, you know, potentially years. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Chin up to those dudes that keep fighting for sure. Yeah. Oh, 100%, man. I mean, again, you always need people like that that are, I mean, you know, not nothing against them. But, but again, guys that are passionate about it, guys that want to keep being in it, guys that want to keep competing, racing, testing themselves, getting better. I mean, that, that's always welcomed. And especially as a fan, we got guys like that who, who you know, stick it out or even stay in the uh, racing as long as they have. It's always great to oh, kind yeah. of see them there year after year. Damn straight. We got to get Kurt LeDuc back in the saddle. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Dude, Kurt LeDuc, Todd LeDuc, <laughs> Kyle LeDuc. I mean, don't matter. We need, Bring them all back. <laughs> we need to have a, uh, we need to have a, a Kurt LeDuc, Johnny Greaves, grandpa battle of the century. <laughs> yeah, yes. lawnmowers. <gasps> Dude. <laughs> lawnmowers <laughs> no i don't want to see someone die and get chopped to pieces because it, it would turn it would get to that level it would get to that level real quick <laughs> you know damn well it would man <laughs> but I, no man i am uh, i am out of questions I here one, um i don't know if lyle has anything i got one last last question okay so t- th- this is perfect for you then kyle Tito thinks he can go flat-footed in a pro four oh or on turn one. Do you think he can do that? He's never raced or done anything in his life, and he thinks he can do that. Yeah, super easy. <laughs> yeah, see? He, he, Kyle Duke does yeah. it all the time. Oh, yeah, I do it at least once a decade. Everybody, <laughs> so the, <laughs> crying in turn one, you can't do it anymore. You can't, I mean, unless I'm being a bitch about it, you can't flat foot it anymore. It's not really? built... It's not, I don't know. I mean, the speed is the same. We're going 104 to 107 through there. And they built this kind of a roller. That's kind of where Johnny, I think it was last year or the year before, where he flipped in turn one. Uh, 
I don't know. It's different, dude. It's a different animal. That's why I said we need to get turn one back to what it used to be. Big banked, mm-hmm. smooth entry. So we could go through there at 105 and just fucking bounce it off the chip. I've done it testing, uh, but that's with a slippery, unprepped track. But it's tricky, dude. Yeah. It's hard to do it. Um, I'll try it. I'll, I'll try. give it a try. <laughs> he goes, I'll try I'll try it. and I'll let you it. know. <laughs> throw but, throw an in-car camera on my bitch, and I'll, I'll hold it to the chip and turn one for you. Dude, say less. We'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it. You're getting a GoPro. But no, dude, if you're down for uh, for that foot race at Bark River, so just a rundown, um, we're just doing a little bracket-style foot race. Rock, paper, scissors, you start at the uh, finish line, run down the tabletop. If you win rock, paper, scissors, you get a five-second head start. Run down the tabletop around the concrete to a waiting table of half, you know, half, half cup of beer. Chug the beer, flip it, do a flip cup, make sure it lands upside down, run back around the other side of the concrete and through the finish line. Uh, and that's kind of like your round win. It's like a 1v1 kind of thing. So if you're down, man, I mean, we got the, the tracks going to promote it. We got a couple pro four drivers, pro two drivers, pro light. I mean, we got 1600 buggy guys in it. I'm in it, a couple camera guys. So, I mean, if you're down to, you know, lose another race, let me know. Whoa. <laughs> this motherfucker. Uh, uh, so I don't drink. So there's there's problem number one. Two, uh-huh. I could probably run and sprint pretty damn fast. I think I'd be fine. But uh, the drinking part might might uh, <laughs> you might see me fuck. I've never drank during my life. Well, so Jeffrey doesn't drink either. I mean, we can accommodate. He would drink soda or like like Sprite or Mountain Dew or anything else that's at least somewhat carbonated so it can be like a relatively close sure sure um like texture so yeah like like jeffrey's not drinking uh ryan beat uh isn't drinking but if you can bring oh, something see. carbonated along those lines we'll we'll throw it because me uh lyle and jeffrey can be judges we'll be you know pouring the stuff at the table and then we'll put the can or whatever you're drinking in front of it again it, again it's just to kind of like participate have fun with it um but i mean if you don't drink you don't drink but if you'd like to participate We'll put. We'll be more than happy to put whatever it is in the cup for you. Yeah, I'm interested. Let's talk when we get there for sure. So here's a quick question for you guys, Mister. Uh, you guys are familiar with off road racing. I've won the cup. I've won the. <coughs> I've won the cup at Crandon twice. Once was the Borgorner. Yeah, the one that's in the lobby, and one was the uh, Amsoil Cup. Mm-hmm. So what did I drink? Out of the cup. Anybody know? Anybody ch- chance of knowing what I drank out of the cup? Mm. Ooh. Um, and you've never drank beer ever? No, sir. No alcohol. Well, I some, mean, si- sipping some wine with my wife. That's about <laughs> it. My little fruity drinks. Yeah. Was Namer it called me out. I was going to say. Namer called me out the other day because he saw me drinking a Truly. Oh. <laughs> thought it was uh, pretty lightweight. <laughs> so the first, the first year, the first year I won it, um, my dad asked me. He, he, me and my dad are the only father son to win that, and uh, the actual Borgorn one. And so he asked yep. me what I wanted in the cup, and I'm like, dude, I don't drink. He's like, you got to put something in there. <laughs> uh, so we put a root beer float in there, ice cream, oh, root beer. Dude, that's awesome. That's so cool. Coming out the top. <laughs> so, so the next year I won it again. He's like, you want a root beer float? I was like, nope. I said. Uh, uh, what was it? Cream, uh, like a creamsicle, orange soda and vanilla. Oh, oh man, it was, that it was sounds, fire. That sounds awesome. But everybody that put it all together beer. was like, that is they're like, what kind of, you know, what beer are you going to put in? I'm like, no, no, no. 
put the orange soda. <laughs> it wasn't much of a party, but uh, it was fucking exciting for me. So kind of a cool thing I did back in the day. That's awesome. No big deal. Maybe that's so. a, that's your drink then, root beer float. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to sit there and drink a whole root beer float. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not even going to race. He's just going to finish no, it. Fuck like, that. Yeah. yeah, I'm just going to run straight there and just hang out and eat my root beer float. <laughs> Uh, but no, dude, honestly, yeah. man, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your night, taking time out of your day to, uh, to chat with us. And, yeah. uh, we really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, man, dude, good luck rest of the season. And we'll see you at Bark river. Appreciate that, dude. Um, dude, there's so much politics and so much crap going on these days. I'm just down to have fun, go racing. I mean, there's rivalries. There's so much crap talking back and forth. Like none of it matters as long as the fans are hyped on it. And dude, I get so many fans that come over and, Oh man, I I'm so happy you beat the Greaves. I'm so happy. And then at the same time, I know he's getting they're getting the same group of people over there. Oh yeah, beat Duke. Yeah, come on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, all these guys that race, I, none of it matters, dude. It, all of it is 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 putting on a show, and and hopefully nobody is an idiot and takes each other out. We all race race to the death. But um, you know, it's it's like I said to you guys to your face, like you guys make sick content and even shit like this like people can relate to us just bsing i'm literally sitting on a john deere tractor in the middle of a grass field like <laughs> i'm not sitting on my 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 jet and my louis pants like yeah you know what i mean like yeah. we're all we're all racers dude we're all here to do this for a living we're all busting our ass my jeans are dirty from putting my gearbox together today like it's all relative we're all hard-ass working americans and uh you know i'm just just pumped to do this and be able to have someone like you call me and like list off all of that shit that we've done like that's what i said you even it doesn't even seem like you're talking to me like i don't know sometimes you got to sit back and just realize like we're doing some really cool shit and and companies are yeah. paying us to do it and and i finally bought a house and i have a sick-ass toter that i love and my wife and kids like it's crazy to think that this sport of off-road racing can you can live off it and uh that's why i'm so freaking passionate when i lose or when i win because I've got everything into this. Like my dad had everything into it. My brother worked his butt off my crew chief, our families. When I lose and end up on the Cairo, I feel like a total idiot. Like that's why I say, Oh yeah. You know, the winds are one thing, but crashing and, and giving up all of this stuff that we work so hard for is, is a, uh, is a total waste. So when you see us out there ripping and pushing hard, it's, it's not cause it's super fun and I can't wait to go back to work on Monday. No, it's because I fucking live for this and like we literally risk our entire life for it. So it's uh it's super dope. I love doing it. I'll do it for another decade, but um, you know, we build our own cars and do all of our own shit and and do it for a reason to make a living and and uh get it done. So I don't know. We all talk smack, but we all we all want this to work and we all want a good show for the fans. Mm -hmm. Dude, hey, amen, man. I mean we we love watching it and, and, and we want it to keep going. And I think that, you know, we kind of are, are relating in a way of, as, as far as passion goes that, you know, we love filming we love showing stories. And then that's kind of what we've always wanted to do is just show like what we see, because I mean, that's fascinating to watch too, is you guys are people at the end of the day and like, yeah, the, the show is, the, the show is great. The, the racing is cool, but you know, at the end of the day, you guys are people too. And, and that's, we just want to show, how you guys truly are you know your character so again we, yeah, we and appreciate we need to, you we need to shove your video down a lot more people's throats because once they watch it because what you guys capture is the real side of it i mean i raced this extreme e deal and they make the tv show all cool and a bunch of cool stuff and that's awesome but 
Then they do a behind the scenes stuff and people are like, oh my God, that's so cool. Your family, you know, you race and your team. And like, that's when people can relate. Like what you guys yeah. show is what people can relate to and need to see. So, I mean, I don't know how to do it, but I'm obviously not helping enough because I haven't brought 10,000 people to go watch your video. So, um, if you're listening to this, then you need to watch your fucking video too. So it's, uh, it's good. And, and if there's any way I can help promote it, you know, let me know, let all of us know, because you guys are putting in the effort and, and you're not asking from anything from us, just the truth and just to be able to capture what we do. So if we can give back anyway, besides a foot race and chugging beers, let me, uh, <laughs> let, let, let us know, dude, walk around and say, Hey, I'd really appreciate a shout out or we're doing this pro two thing. Go to the sportsman or the pro light dudes and be like, Hey, if you want us to do one on pro light, you know, help us push this pro two one. Like we'll all do it, man. We all love it. Just, you know, I don't know how we get it to the masses, man, because, uh, you know, I appreciate what you do and it's, it's sick to watch that stuff and sit back and realize what, what's happening in the real world of off-road racing. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. We appreciate thank you so that. much. We appreciate all the, all the kind words and everything that, that people tell us and the, you know, especially you as well. It, it helps you know, tremendously to, and, and definitely keep going and wanting to do it. So thank you so much, Kyle. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and I will see you in Bark River. Hell yeah. All right, all right, guys. See, ya. I'll see you later. See ya. Oh, I, didn't even, I was just about to say it too. <laughs> and he hung up. Maybe we'll have to wait for like the second time yeah, we call him. I was iffy about saying it. I was like, should I say it? Should I not? It's like a first yeah. date. Like, should I kiss uh, her? <laughs> I know. I was a little, I was like, I think I just mouthed it to you. Yeah. So, we well, want to call our second guest. Yeah. I mean, he's got plenty of time. He said the later the better. He said uh, 7 to 8.50. So, he's waiting on a flight. So, he's got nowhere to be. All right. So, should just give him a call right now? Give him a call, man. Right, here we go. Hello? And our next guest is the tripod himself from Temecula, California, recently engaged winner of the Sunday race, the Pro 2s in Lena. We have Dougie Mateg. <laughs> tripod? What are you talking about? <laughs> That's what I was wondering, actually. I was wondering the same thing. <laughs> uh, what's going on, brother? How's it going, guys? Dude, we just got done talking to the original owner of uh, Stilo. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, at the airport here in, uh, uh, right by ERX actually headed back to green Bay, um, flying, flying back, uh, to the shop there to finish up some prep and get ready for Park river. Are you really in Minneapolis right now? Yep. Bro. I'm like two miles from you. Damn. I had a hour long layover too. You could, we could have, Grabbed a couple beers. Oh, we could, or we could, yeah, we could have had beers and just did the podcast here. That would have been cool. That would have been. Ugh. Would that have been the first guest, in house guest? Oh, in house guest in uh, Tito's apartment of love and lust and desire. <laughs> <laughs> the layer, I call there? it. <laughs> <laughs> does it smell a little funny or no? Is it pretty normal? Have you guys been? No, over it, there? it smells a little funny in here. Wait, is that what you're asking, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tito doesn't let us in there. <laughs> nice. Little little sealed off, but no, dude. So, man, 
I, I, I will be the first to say, and I'm glad you're here to hear it, but to the, to the people listening, I never gave up, never gave up on Doug Matei. He's my boy through thick and thin, you know, happened a little, little something, some at ERX with, with, you know, the OG homie Keegan, but I was still there, still there for you, Dougie. And you got that monkey off your back and you got that win at Lena brother. Yeah. Complete downs. I was super bummed to be a part of taking Keegan out at uh, ERX, which is a huge bummer. He's a buddy of mine. So it was a really, real big low for us. Uh, but then we bounced back and, and uh, we earned it. You know, Saturday we were leading. I literally got into the lead. Like a turn or two later, my window net popped down. I'm like, no way. Like this is <laughs> never going to end for me. Like, <laughs> um, and so we had to come in, you know, not champs. I don't blame champ because I think it's unsafe for me to race it out without a uh, window net. Just a big bummer for us because I've seen it happen to so many people. It's like my worst nightmare. I check every single time before I go on the track. I give it a little little uh, tug test and make sure that it that it uh, doesn't come down or whatever. But I don't know if the latch was just just used up and old and the Velcro was kind of old. It was actually off of an older truck that since we we're in a hurry, I you know I took it off of an older truck. So. We got some good, good Velcro on there, and uh, we were able to make it happen on Sunday, dude. Flag to flag, we led the thing, and uh, couldn't have gone any better, really. So, what are your uh, what are your thoughts? And I mean, again, you know, coming into to the season, absolute stacked field. You know, you're having issues. Um, you know, Keegan is having issues. I mean, Ryan Beat, unfortunately, is having, you know, not the best luck either. Um, you know, and maybe it's something that we can ask those two, but I kind of want to get your opinion on it, especially taking the win at Lena got three points races left. What is your like thought or mentality then you know, going into ERX knowing you're not necessarily in the points championship, but at the end of the day, you have to win a race. You know, how do you, how do you kind of navigate around that uh, as far as those guys being in a points championship? but you still trying to win, you know what I mean? Is that, is that a tough boat to be in? Yeah, I think, I think a lot of um, the racers that have been doing it for a while have been in this situation where you're just, your year hasn't gone great. Um, and so you're kind of like in this place where you're like, you got nothing to lose. Um, you know, Leduc's in the same uh, kind of points thing as me, not maybe not as far off as I am, but I know he's just trying to basically go for it and get wins. And it's kind of like a, it's kind of nice to be honest in some scenarios because it's not like you're sitting there in your own head thinking about points and how you could kind of lay up and maybe get a third or a second or fifth place just for some points you can just go out there and drive as hard as you can and try to get a win well it's a fine line because you also don't want to be the guy that takes out the the points leader in the act but they kind of have to know that you know what i mean when you're when you're out there like hey man this guy's got nothing to lose i gotta pull over (laughs) <laughs> and let him chance you know what i mean not get taken out or or battle with this guy because he wants to win almost more than i need to because you know i'm I'm in it for the long haul i'm in it for the points you know so it, you got to have respect for the for the points leaders and stuff like that but at the same point i've had a terrible year so all i need well, i'm gonna go try to end it with a bang and get as many wins as possible yeah dude and um i mean i kind of want to i kind of want to touch on um you know what what you what you had done for me on Sunday by totally redeeming yourself and winning me some money back 
and <laughs> we have to talk, man. $150 bet. You got me 150 bucks. So Jeffrey took a picture with Mr. Winner. I think it's I time that we take a picture come Bark River. Yep. Okay. I'm in. I'm so in. all I would need is you and your racing suit. And I got a really good idea for a picture. And I need Jeffrey. Jeffrey's got to be there. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you more about it when we get there. I don't want to I don't want to spoil it or ruin it, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a good picture. And as long as you're in, dude, we're gonna crush it. We're gonna say we're gonna say fuck that guy. <laughs> of course, you got something like I'm elaborate. <laughs> I do. I do. Per usual. I can't, I can't wait to hear what the what the plan is. Maybe you could just give me a call after this. You know, we can talk about it. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's nothing like too crazy. It's just something, and maybe we can come up with something more elaborate, but. Kind of what I have in my head is just going to kind of be, it's going to be funny, but, um, yeah, I mean, I can't so, believe you stuck with me, man. I've had a pretty terrible year. I've been losing you some money, <laughs> decent amount of money. I don't know, but Hey, it paid off. Hey dude, absolutely, man. It, it did pay off. Now when it comes to, uh, this race at, at Bark river, um, I don't know, man, I, I guess we, Jeffrey's not here. Unfortunately, he, uh, it's no longer uh, with us just today for this podcast. Not like, <laughs> You know, he didn't go home by the creator or anything, but, um, no, we'll have to make picks and and it'll be interesting to see like who, who he bets on. So I know you've been super busy brother. Um, but is there anybody in your pit, whether it's you or someone else that would like to participate in the uh, foot race this weekend? Um, good, good question. Um, I, I know I was using my knees as, as an excuse this last time but if, if there's maybe more beer drinking and less running i'm probably gonna do better <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what that says about me but um uh, yeah no i mean definitely gonna be there to watch it i still gotta decide if i'm gonna if i'm gonna join you guys or not what's the what's the prize is it 500 bucks again so we are still working on the uh on the prize uh, we kind of want it to be a funny thing. Again, we can, I can uh, text you or, or I'll call you real quick afterwards, but there is going to be a prize uh, for sure. Um, and basically it's going to be a bracket style foot race. It's a one V one kind of thing. Um, you do rock, paper, scissors, five second head start. If you win down the, down the tabletop jump at the finish line around the cement to a table, you chug half a beer, do a flip cup, make sure it's upside down. And then you run back around uh, the concrete up the hill and through the finish line. And that's like your first win. And then, so even if you do a half a cup of beer, I'm figuring if you get to the finals, you're, you're only two beers in. So, you know, it's nothing too crazy. And again, it's all contingent. If the guy you're going against, like, let's do a full thing of beer. All right, man. Like fucking do it. You can raise the stake. Smoke some fucking meth and then run. Like I'm all right with that. Like whatever you want to (laughs) do. <laughs> I don't know, but, dude. Uh, the running part, dude. Cheney's a beast. Did you check? I mean, obviously, you saw those, that guy freaking hustling on it on that last race. I don't know if anybody's really got anything for him. Well, see, and that's why I came up with like the uh, the rock paper scissors because if you do beat Cheney and rock paper scissors, you get yourself a five second head start. You can get to the uh-huh. table earlier and do a flip cup. Hopefully, smash that on the first first try. And then, you know, you've, you've got yourself a pretty good head start to possibly beat him. So yeah, that's, that's okay. the best way I can yeah. handicap him without handicapping him. I guess this rule is just made yeah. just strictly for Cheney. 
Yeah, yeah, we yeah, saw a ten second if he loses. We saw a track athlete out there. We're like, we got to slow him down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh man, no. I mean, this. I mean, it sounds fun. I like that you guys are doing this. It makes uh, brings some normalization to uh, the whole racing world and stuff. And I think the fans like it, obviously too. Everybody can relate. Yeah, you know, and the thing of it too is, is like Bark River is totally on board with it, and and we've been uh, talking with them back and forth on on trying to get it, um, you know, down. And it's looking like so we were going to do it on Friday. It was kind of the initial thought because same thing like we did with uh, we, we did with Lena, but it's looking like a lot of the drivers are okay with it being on Saturday. So it would be Saturday at eight p.m. Uh, that's not like official official, but a majority of the, the people that are in on the foot race are, are pretty on board with 8 PM and the track actually wanted it on Saturday as well. So that they could promote it throughout the day and have people there <laughs> at 8 PM, like cheering drivers. on. <laughs> Dude, if the crowd's bigger for that than the race, I'm going to be concerned. <laughs> <laughs> So that's why I was wondering then if you wanted somebody from your camp or your tent, like if, if, you know, there's some Doug Matake fans out there in Bark River, it's somebody that they can maybe cheer for, you know, it'd be like, Hey, it's like Nick Mastin from the, from the Doug Matake, you know, tent. it's like, Oh, you know, somebody to cheer for then. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, I guess you could just put us down for a spot, whether whoever I find to put in there, whether it's me or somebody else, <laughs> you can put, you put us in there. <laughs> Dude, too bad Drake isn't old older. I know. Maybe he could do the running for me and I do the drinking. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Probably get protested. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just sit there and he's got to tap you and then you got to drink and then when he's done, you got to tap him. He's got to run. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll... We'll do that but um no man so like what what what's your uh what's your game plan then uh again for bark river just as far as navigating those waters you uh you ran that in a pro four last year and dude last year it seemed like everyone had fucking issues at bark river you know is is there any relation between the pro four issues last year and and, and kind of setting up a pro two for that kind of track um yeah we've raced pro two and pro light there um for multiple years way back in the day, back in the torque days, but um, just a yeah, different style of a track. And yeah, it did seem like there was a lot of attrition there last year um, in pro four and even pro two, there were some wrecks and stuff, but pro twos are just, um, they're made to, to, to uh, withstand some of that stuff more. The four wheel drives have so many issues with the front differentials and the motors are more strung out and all that kind of stuff that, um, Parker was such a high speed track and you're kind of on the, you know, on the gas, that full track that, um, you know, they wear, they wear the pro fours out maybe a little quicker than the pro twos with them being an automatic transmission and stuff like that. But I think I'm just going to go out there and go for it, you know, just try to have some fun. And, and, uh, like I said, keep pushing for wins now that we've got a taste of it. It's, it's what we want for the rest of the year. Do you think then that's going to kind of set you up? Again, I know that Bark River is is different than than Crandon. I know setup is different, but you know, as far as confidence goes, you know, are you kind of going to use Bark River as like that little confidence booster? Because I mean, again, at Crandon, you always got something to race for. You know, you, you got that World Championship Pro Two to race for, and then you've got that World Cup. You know, you essentially have one, two, three races to kind of get ready for, you know, those uh, those money races. Yeah, 
yeah, for sure. It's a high airspeed track and, and now we got some, some horsepower. Now that we got our, uh, electrical issue figured out, putting a carburetor on it and stuff, but, um, we're, we had a whole new truck basically, you know, we, uh, we've been struggling with some issues and got it all figured out. And I think that we're, uh, definitely going to be, uh, one of the ones to beat there here at Bark River. And hopefully we can bring that straight into, you know, the money races, like you're saying, and, and get that. I've uh, been the pro two champion once before. Hopefully we can do that again. Actually only one spot away from winning the cup. Uh, last time I raced the pro two at Crandon, um, two RJ got me on one of the last couple of laps. So hoping, uh, hoping to, uh, bring that feedback. So in that, uh, world cup race, I think it was, uh, 2019 right is it 2019 2020 you're in that 2020 was it yeah oh yeah yeah it was it was 2020 uh why didn't you why don't you just like fuck them up man like if, <laughs> like if you knew this behind you why didn't you just be like hey man like kind of go fuck yourself <laughs> i didn't make it easy on him he, 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 I, <laughs> I uh you know i was still running my lines and not moving over for him but uh yeah, he, he made a pass on me up at, up by the barn turn. I, I think I flipped him off or something. No, but uh, <laughs> it was <laughs> if I was to lose to anybody that race, I mean, it, it'd be it'd be that that fucker. So um, I'm glad to uh, glad that we were, you know, the first pro two. Still, just at a certain point, there's nothing you can do. You know what I mean? You could block all you want, but no matter what, he's probably gonna move you out of the way if if uh, if you're not careful. Yeah. Um, so. With, with, you know, this year kind of coming to an end, um, you know, what's, uh, we lost him. I wonder if he accidentally hit the, yeah, I'll call him back. We lost him though. Yep. We, he didn't, he didn't like the way we're talking about RJ. Yeah. He's like, that's my friend. <laughs> All you can eat is here. Now that's eating good in the neighborhood. Hey. <laughs> do, you, do you feel that Sorry, strongly about I... RJ that you had to hang up? Yeah, he's like, they're talking shit about RJ. I'm out. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, I got flustered, pissed off. No, I just wanted at least one Applebee's commercial. No, I, uh, I accidentally hit. I'm using these AirPods and I accidentally hit end on my phone in my pocket. <laughs> no worries. So uh, with uh, the season kind of coming to an end and, uh, you know, we're, we're finishing up finishing up rush um if are, are you just gonna follow us on whatever we do next year like like what what do you what do you plan on doing are you kind of waiting for us to make the move before you decide what clash you're yeah. gonna be in yeah please give me a little bit bigger warning next year uh, <laughs> uh, 40 about 40 days is all you gave me and i didn't leave me with a lot of time so um hopefully it's pro two again and uh if not i have a pro four that's already built and <laughs> Pro light's iffy. I don't know if I'd follow that, but I'm definitely not going to pro buggy. So just somewhere in there. <laughs> what if we go to pro spec? You might have to. <laughs> no, I don't think they let. I don't think they let us go backwards in that class. I heard that you have, you can't be pro and go back or something. I don't know. Oh, that's oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. You're 
You're uh, absolutely right. What if what if we cover both? Are you going to have to do double duty then? Oh no, I'm still a one man rodeo there on that uh, <laughs> that deal. One one truck rodeo. One truck rodeo. So all right, man, I got a, I got a situation for you. So hypothetically, let's say you're going on a date with somebody, right? And uh, yeah. let's say this girl's a chiropractor. She's beautiful. And she rolls up to the, uh, to the brewery that you guys are at. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, you notice that, um, you know, she's going from about five foot six to five foot one. Every time she walks, she's got a bit of uh hitching her giddy up. Do you think that that's a deal breaker? <laughs> <laughs> You're asking me if she's got like a fake leg or something. Yeah. Like, let's say she's got like a permalimp or something like that. You know what I mean? Let's say, you know, she's like hit by a car or whatever. And just every time she steps, it's, she's taking a big old dip. Yeah. And this, let's just say that this date happened last Wednesday. Yeah. Hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically this date happened last Wednesday. And she just has a limp. Yep. I would, I, I don't think that would deter me now until I figure like, out why. Maybe like, it was what? like a weird. It's, it's like a severe limp. Like, you know, you know, you remember my limp when I pulled my hamstring at ERX? Yeah. Like worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> like you gotta, you gotta put her in a wheelchair. Like if you guys are going far. <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise, you're gonna have to decrease your walking speed by a lot, probably. Otherwise, you start getting out of control for. Her. Oh yeah, I, I definitely. I mean, uh, hypothetically, you'd have to <laughs> throttle it back in order for her to, uh, to keep up. Keep, keep. Up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean. Do you know the reason why? Like no clue. No clue. Hypothetically, hypothetically uh, you, you never didn't ask. ask. <laughs> no. I thought you, I mean, hypothetically, I thought this person asked. Hypothetically, yeah. did you ever ask? Yeah, I thought you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hypothetically, I, yeah. I mean, uh, there's no clue, didn't address it hypothetically. And um, <laughs> I feel like yeah. you got to figure it out for everybody now. So, yeah, you got to stay in it. Yep. Stay in oh. it and tell us why. She texts me on to. Sunday. I mean, hypothetically, <laughs> she would text you on Sunday. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, hypothetically, let's say you don't text back. Uh, hypothetically, you better text. If you were that guy, you'd probably have to text her back right now. Yep. <sighs> hypothetically, <laughs> what what would be said? Would I just, I mean, would they just be like, you know, what's up with that uh, bob and weave walk you got going on? <laughs> hypothetically um i don't know if i'd hit her with that but (laughs) i would would probably like you know i think you probably got to go on another date and hypothetically figure it out after that Mm -hmm. you know you can't just you know because here's the thing it's like hypothetically after about two beers that were 10 percent, you know hypothetically she's like hey man i want to take you back i i would have i mean uh, you know that person would have said yeah i'd go back and smash but i don't know man she's already got walking problems like hypothetically you don't need to add to it you know what i mean yeah what if (laughs) hypothetically you could you could make it worse and that would look bad on you You know? <laughs> what about oh. her family and stuff? Like, what if she's like kind of can walk right now, and then hypothetically something happens, 
and you're the reason that she she's finally not walking anymore. Oh my fucking god, dude! See, <laughs> like I don't need. I mean, hypothetically, like that, you don't need that. You know what I mean? You already got a lot going on in your life, and I don't think you need that on your conscience. Hypothetically, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and hypothetically, if things you know take off, and then she ends up hearing about this podcast or hearing it one day, she's probably it's probably going to be a little bit of a roadblock in your <laughs> hy- hypothetical relationship. Yeah. So kind of yeah. circling back, don't text her back now, I guess, right? <laughs> <laughs> now, that I'm certain, yeah. now that I'm starting to think about it, let's just keep it, let's just, let's just keep it where we're just wondering, you know, yeah. what was the reason for that itch and giddy up? Yeah. <laughs> leave it, leave it as a, leave it as a mystery, but yeah. Uh, no, man. Uh, yeah, we just, uh, I don't know if Lyle's got any more questions for you. We just kind of wanted to call and talk about, uh, Lena, you know, getting that monkey off your back. Uh, you know, thoughts going into Bark River, uh, Cranon, you know, potentially next year, if you're going to be doing, you know, Pro 2, Pro 4. Um, I guess my only other question would just be, you know, what are your thoughts on potentially uh, going to Georgia next May? You know, like, what does that do for you guys traveling? Is it just another long trip from California? Or, uh, you know, is it is it hard to kind of try to get sponsors on board for something like that, like another seventh race? Um, just kind of your take on it. Yeah, Um uh, I talked to, uh, uh, Frank D'Angelo was talking about, you know, how they're going to add the race and stuff. And I think it's awesome. Cause I heard the facility is going to be awesome. And, um, I think Mickey Thomas knows a bunch about it and stuff. Cause I think the guys kind of asked for his help as far as designing a track and stuff like that. So I'm sure that'll be a, a phenomenal place and Mickey will design a cool, fun track and stuff. Um, but it's hard for sure for sponsor sponsor wise to at least for me how it kind of works is is is, uh might might be tougher to get more money i don't know if i'll necessarily get any more um you know increase in in sponsorship dollars just for adding one more you know a race um so it's just going to come out of our our pocket um at that point but maybe i mean we're, we're starting to talk to our sponsors about it right now and, and seeing if there's any way that it'll make it make it better for them and 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 see if it if it makes it worth their while to give us some more sponsorship dollars i mean first of all i think it'd be fucking awesome i mean that's just me yeah. personally just because it's it's something that's new and yeah. And again, I, I know the, like you said, the problems it creates is just trying to get those sponsorship dollars for, for one more race and then trying to justify going all the way down to Georgia, which obviously isn't a small, um, efficient trip. But, um, I mean, if it could work out, if people can show up phenomenal, that'd be great. I, I'd lo- I know I'd love to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, we'd love to see, you know, all you dudes down there too, especially if you can afford it. But, um, yeah, no, man, no, uh, I- thank you for taking our, uh, oh, I'm sorry. What do you want to say? I was just saying it's definitely like uh, the advantage for a sponsor or whatever, or a way to help us sell it is that's a bigger footprint for sure. You know what I mean? As far as where we travel and promote their, their uh, brands and stuff like that. So it could be a really good thing. And I'm excited about the track as a racer and stuff. Like I can't wait to go to a new facility. I always like when new tracks come about because it kind of levels the playing field for people that have been racing all these tracks for, you know, since they're little whippersnappers and now they have setups and things figured out from, you know, 15 years ago where, you know, like when we come from the 
West Coast, and we even if we've raced here before, we've taken three years off where everybody's learned and you know adapted to tracks changing a little bit or whatever else. So I like a level playing field like that. I think it makes it more on the driver and less on all your uh, all your laps you got around the track. What would you like to see at like these tracks? Like, what would you personally like to see? Like bigger jumps or options? yeah, bigger jumps. Bigger jumps. I like the split lanes that creates a ton of passing. Um, bigger bank corners. I feel like that's the biggest thing our sport misses. Um, is like super high bank corners where the bottom is kind of flatter and the t- the high line is where you make the the outside line almost the fastest way around the track. Then I think it opens up a lot of like passing and and better stuff, better slide jobs and stuff that our sport kind of like is really cool to watch, but it doesn't happen as often because the tracks are so we're everybody's so spot on we have one line that's quick so if you make it to where the outside's the fastest then people can slide job and you know make some passes do some door-to-door racing and stuff like that and it won't be such a take-up move to get by somebody because there's only one fast line around the track you know what i mean mm-hmm. so I, I just think the corners like if there was a lot more banking and stuff like that it would it would help the sport out for for the fans watching and everything else you know, and, and and honestly, too, it's it's fascinating to to hear because, um, you know, Kyle LaDuke said the same thing too about having like bigger banked corners and just kind of, you know, split split lanes, different options, kind of things aren't so one line. Because like, I mean, it's a really good point. Like you said, everybody seems everyone's on their game. You know, if everyone is so talented, you know, you you, you find out that fast lane. But if you can make different lanes that are equally as fast, or you know, where you can make moves you know, that's going to unlock even better racing, I think. And, and, you know, again, I, I, I wouldn't know, I, I, I'm not out there on the track. So, I mean, coming from you guys knowing, Hey, you know, bigger bang turns, more options, stuff like that. I mean, it is definitely exciting and, and awesome to hear because I know that as a fan, I wouldn't know unless you guys said something. Yeah. I mean, like, look at like roundy round race and all they got is two turns, but it's so, so much fun to, to watch because somebody will just hang it out on the outside where all the traction is, where the pass line is, and they'll make a pass around the guy on the inside that's protecting and running a low, slower line that has no traction. It just makes it way, way more exciting. So with our trucks, that would be the best way to do it is put a big old bank on the outside that you can rail or you can go way low and try to protect and it would just create this whole other thing on top of these jumps that we have and split lanes and stuff like that like qualifying uh, for lena i ended up fourth and like all of the top eight guys were so close but i was like the only one running the left split lane and qualifying which may have been a disadvantage i don't know but it was kind of cool because like i would lose so much time on the entry of the split lane but then like i was set up really good for that right hander so it like kind of evened out and it was kind of like cool that's kind of an advantage for the race because now i can I know that my that we're you know can compete on the left lane where nobody else has been trying that all weekend. So it's kind of cool having those split lanes and stuff like that for sure. All right, man. Well, uh, thank you so much, brother, for uh, for taking our phone call and um, you know just uh, I know again I know it's between flights. I'm sure you're going to be boarding here pretty soon, but um again thank you so much for for taking our our call and uh just chatting with us and we will see you at bark river brother we will all right buddy sounds good hey uh, i gotta ask was, was uh kyle sad when he sold me stilo did he talk about it oh man tito <laughs> brought, brought him down memory lane and he got 
super sad. <laughs> he did too. He got super sad. He's like, oh, what, what did he say? He's like, oh, it's like fucking with my mentality right now. Yeah. He's like, he's like, what have I been doing with my life? He's like, I went backwards. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just yeah. missing her, bud. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, it uh, it was a cool truck for sure. I still got it. If he wants to buy it back, ask him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I should. Because he was too. He was like, man, what what did I do with my life after that 2015 year? Because I brought up 2015. And uh, he's like, man, what was I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of money, though. Why That's not? a hell of a truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of hard like once it's gone i'm sure he was like damn i'd rather have the the truck that i just whooped everybody's butt yeah. into the last three years rather than this wad of cash because it's tough to get back there like even if you think you know like you know we built three trucks that are doing really good this year and it's like we thought it was going to be a cakewalk getting right back on the podium and obviously it's not so it's you can't you can't buy a fast truck you gotta you gotta make it make it fast with with uh time and and just knowledge, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, for sure, brother. But all right, man, we will let you go, man, and uh, we'll 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 talk uh, again. I'll let you do the flight. I'll text you or something tomorrow, and uh, we'll talk about that picture. <laughs> all right, sounds good, buddy. <laughs> all right, good see, to you ya. Guys. see ya. Love you. Love you. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he loves us. <laughs> Later. Later. <laughs> yeah. Love you. Well, this podcast is going really long. What are we at, by the way? Are we at like 220? We're at 212. Kyle, wow. I just looked at the Leduc interview or the thing. We talked to him for an hour, 21 minutes. That's insane. I didn't think we, I thought 45 minutes max we were going to get out of Leduc. Yeah. And then hour and a half, basically, of him. I think maybe three or four questions in. I think I was like, I might have to cut back on some of these questions yeah. that we're asking. Cause I mean, again, like he was given great answers. He's very engaging. Like mm-hmm. it was all, all, all great to, to hear from different, you know, perspectives, point of views, and especially him. And, and I feel like he doesn't do that a lot or get that a lot yeah. where he can kind of just um, express his ideas uh, in, 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 in an environment like this. Yeah. Well, like he said at the end, he was just like, it feels like I'm just hanging out talking. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he said a lot of stuff like who's himself, like what we know him as like from interviewing him last year. Yeah. And then that's who he was this time. And, and dude, and, and that's what's great is, and I think again, that's what we're going for is just guys to come on and just talk and chit chat and bullshit. And, and, you know, I'm sure the whole thing with Doug, we could kind of get into like weekend stuff or like our own yeah. personal life stuff, but you know, at the same time, you still want to keep it decently, you know, racing yeah. related. Um, so yeah, no, uh, again, the, the, I think the conversation with Kyle Duke, um, I think it went, think it went great. Yeah. Um, it's nice to hear Dougie It's good to know that, you know, that, that mentality has changed and that confidence is going up. Yeah. He's got the monkey off his back. So yeah, now he said, he's just going for wins. He's feeling going it now. For wins. And again, and again, what's crazy is what if, what if Keegan figures it out, man? Again, you know, you got, you got X factors now. Yeah. Did you see his snap or snaps like a week ago about the pro four? Yeah. Chaz sent that to me. Teasing us. Tease. Yeah. (laughs) Teasing us. He's like, that's not a pro two. Yeah. 
I was like, oh, oh no. Oh, no. What is it? <laughs> oh, what is it? Oh, am I going to be driving it? <laughs> what am I going to be doing? No, I mean, I hope he, I hope he gets that together. Yeah. That'd be cool. Should we do a cold call? Yeah. Do we yeah, want to talk to this call. guy? Yeah, I guess. I mean, we'll, we'll make it real quick. Yeah, I guess. I mean, this is the least he can do for us, if anything, is pick up this phone call. I mean, it's the least you. Yeah, right. I almost give him like. Oh. Yo, what up? And our next guest, he's back and he's blacker than ever. Jeffrey Keeble. Shut up. <laughs> 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 you guys aren't fucking recording. Yes, we are. Yeah, we are. We're yeah, recording our, your cold call. We are two hours and 15 minutes into the show. That's what I mean. You guys should be done. God damn it, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens when you're not here? Yeah, exactly. We just have fun supporting and Tito's yeah. toxicity. Dude, yeah. I am trashed right now. He's, He's like, like, it's so it's so positive over here. He's like, I need some negativity <laughs> in my life now. Yeah, I'm yeah. going back to the toxic yeah. X. Yeah. yeah, I'm going back to the toxic X. What's I, wonder up? What, I wonder what he's doing. I wonder what, yeah. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder <laughs> if he's thinking about me. Hey, hey, Tito, I bet you, you have... One guess to guess where I'm going through right oh, now. Oh, no. Oh, you're going through this, like, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, in about five minutes. Oh, we got five just, minutes then. Yeah, well, yeah we got five minutes. Granted. I'm just not leaving granted. Yeah, it's two hours, 15 minutes. And two, 220 show, perfect. Uh, yep, oh 220 show God, would be perfect. No. Yeah, you're going you, to probably have to edit um, just before the, the, the LaDuke interview. Yeah. No. Leaving it all in. You might have to. <laughs> yeah. It's like 30 seconds of silence. <laughs> yeah. Applebee's commercial. It was. And then we lost Doug also. And he said also Applebee's commercial. Yep. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that so weird? Like how we're known for Applebee's commercials now? Someone someone sent me and uh, someone uh, called me and said, hey, hey, bro. Nice throwback on the Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, yeah, uh, man, LaDuke, we talked to him for an hour and a half. That interview went for. Damn, sounds like you guys are having a lot of fun with me. It was a lot of fun. You're just it was, it. dude. A lot of positivity, a lot of support here. God damn it. Yeah, you just Let me guess, Lyle was chiming in during the fucking talk, too. Yes. He was very engaging. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We talked about Moto. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Supercross. Yeah. Track design. No, missed it all, man. The one episode you want you wanted to miss. Not that I wanted to miss. <laughs> no, no, you wanted don't, it, don't man. You called us and said, hey, heads. I'm done. Don't be putting that in people's heads now. Wanted you it. At a, very, at a very important event that I couldn't miss. Yeah, you had to had to attend that uh, rehab graduation. So you, that's where we said you were. You're in gambling oh, rehab Yeah, again. we told everybody you're in rehab. <laughs> <laughs> you said, God, maybe yeah, we'll man. see you at Bark River. It depends if they, yeah. like, maybe if they let you gonna, out. Everyone, Everyone's gonna be coming out. You okay, Jeffrey? Like I'm here yeah. to support you. Yeah. Hey, oh my god, is, is that a trigger running, word for you? Yeah, we see you running in that uh, relay race. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. But also, Sorry. people want to know our picks for this weekend. Oh yeah, oh. yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Are we for? Uh, are we still on? Are you guys really on the air still? Yeah, we're still recording. Yes. I don't believe you guys. Still I feel like you guys are fucking. With we are not. We're at two eighteen mm -hmm. right now. All right, is it top three or just winners? Winners. 
Winners. Only. Winners. Okay. You go first. You guys go first. You're the guest. You're the guest. You're the guest. You're gonna. We're gonna lose you here in a little bit. You got to get your okay. picks in before we lose you. All right. Uh, KGB sweeps the weekend. Okay. Um. Um. It goes. Sorry, Keegan, but it goes. Uh, uh, Mickey and Kleiman. Okay. Am I still there? Am I still there? Yep, yep. Yep. And then Old Man Johnny sweeps the weekend too. Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. Yep, yep, yep. I am going to go. I'll go Hager and KGB in that order, like Saturday, Sunday. Uh, I'll go. I think Brooks gets his first win this year, Saturday. And then Kleiman wins Sunday. Yep, yep. And I think after talking to LaDuke, I'll go LaDuke, CJ. In that what? order also. What? Yep. Damn. Yeah, I mean, you just missed some insightful stuff. You, you, very, yeah. very insightful stuff. It's like stuff. you almost can't bet against LaDuke after what he told us. Yeah. Hey, what did, uh, did you guys ask uh, Doug Looser tight? Oh, no, oh, no we should have. I forgot about that. If you were here, uh, yeah, if, you, if you were here, we were just we were just so f- talking about so much fun stuff. We forgot about that. <laughs> God damn it! I almost choked up my sparkling water. <laughs> my va. <boss>. Yeah. <laughs> my aha. <laughs> and then Tito's picks. Uh, well, I mean, dude, unfortunately, like it's it's pretty boring, but it's pretty close to yours. I was I was actually going to go KGB first day, Rock the second day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was going to do Brooks on the first day and climbing on the second. Um, and then I was going to do Leduc first day and then CJ on the second day. Yep. See, basically the same. Damn. Well, like I said, we got some insightful stuff. Insightful going, stuff, bro. Off of. uh, must be nice. You should talk, hear, to my, talk to my childhood hero. You, you should hear what Tito asked Leduc in one of his <laughs> questions. <laughs> All right. You got to throw it. Because now I got to like... See, now you just got to be a listener like everybody else. Yep. I don't listen to one of our podcasts. Now, yes. you, now you get to. Not yet. Now you got to listen to one of the longest podcasts. You got to listen yep. to it. I know, right? Jesus. Yep. Hey, you know what? It's going to be a big podcast, and I'm proud of you guys. I want that. We'll I keep tell the you positivity what. going. We'll keep the positivity I'm going. Proud I'm of not you. here to be a Grinch. I'm proud of you guys. <laughs> I'm proud of you. <laughs> Kyle and Duke did say something that made me fucking laugh so hard, though. Yeah, same. I had to push the microphone away. <laughs> yep. I rolled onto my couch and laughed in hilarity. Like he was talking still. And then me and Tito were still looking at each other, like giggling. <laughs> yeah. Well, what did he say? Uh, Just so fortunate to be here. Yep. Come on I don't know. He said it was an hour ago. We talked about long. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what he said, but I remember how he made me feel. <laughs> oh, God. I hate the fact that I'm like slowly getting pushed out. No. <laughs> slowly getting pushed out. <laughs> <laughs> like I started it and then now I'm just like slowly disappearing in the background. Yep. Oh, you're doing it to yourself. Yep. Uh, you could be part of our the outro still. We'll, we'll end it with you even. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, 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 yeah, we'll end it with you. Yeah. We'll go out like this before yeah. we get to the Stone Lake Hole. Yeah. Any anything no, no, you want to say before we? Uh... I didn't hear any of you guys' picks, so <laughs> I'm already passed. Did you, really? You didn't? <laughs> no, I passed it already. Like I passed it right during your guys' picks. Oh, nice. oh. 
That's why every now and then you just heard me say, yep, yeah, because I just kept saying, yep, 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 yep. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about before we uh, end the podcast, Jeffrey? No, because you guys probably already talked about everything I wanted to talk about. Well, name it and like, we'll let you know if we talked about name it. Name it. Yeah, like name it. Your date night? Yep. Yep, talk the, about it. The current girl that you might go on a date with? Oh, no. no I, we didn't I'm, talk about uh, no, because we had to keep I, it short. We got on a little late. So oh, yeah. I, I did say the your, your thing. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah, we touched on it. Yep. And she's cute, oh, man. She's cuter than the first one. Yeah, I've seen her. Yeah. Like I said, for me, I think it's just like who you attract as a person. Just, you know, big guy energy. Yeah. See, I, but that's why I think, you know what? I think that's why that girl, like, DM'd you because she was like, he's a big guy. He'll, he'll like what he sees. He'll like what oh, he limp and all. <laughs> he's not perfect oh god she's out here walking like a fucking nurse from silent hill jeez uh how was your weekend how come you didn't uh uh pick up my facetime uh oh just out out at the bars it's hard to hear like again I I, we, we talked about the weekend thing but it was just I don't know. I FaceTimed you. You pick up. <laughs> I was busy. I was trying to, I was trying to hit on ladies. Keegan and Chaz wanted to say hey. Well, don't. You know me on Saturday nights. I know you, alcoholic. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> there it there's is. The, there there's is. the support out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I found yeah. a therapist that you could talk to. It took nine minutes to get to it, but we're here. Yeah. All righty, everybody. Thank you for uh, tuning in. No. <laughs> yeah. No, for real. What, what's the time on this? Two hours, 24 minutes now. Jeez. Yeah, let's end it then. We'll end it right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll have to sign it yeah, off. Yeah, you guys aren't the ones that has to go through all this. So now I got to find, now I got to find the, the Just now listen. I got to find where to put the, the commercials at Doug's is like <laughs> three minutes into the call, five minutes in, we lose them. Yeah, yeah, and then and then just before, uh, or yeah, just before we call the Duke. Yeah, it was oh, yeah, a half hour in. Yeah, we got. Yeah, oh, well, I just got uh, red and blue. Oh, yep, and no, right not really. Yeah, just, just got told to slow the fuck down. No, you just turned around and then turned the off. Oh, oh well, <laughs> scared me a little bit. Holy fuck! My blood's we'll boiling you, right now. We'll let you drive then. Bye. Okay, thank you guys. Okay. Thank you. Hey, no, no, thanks for making me a part of it. Yeah, we're going out. <laughs> All right. No, we'll bye. talk to you later. All right, bye. Be part of it. I love you. Love you. Hey, just kidding. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that. I'm shocked he didn't say it. We were too nervous to tell the Duke that. What? Yeah, too nervous. See, yeah, I was too said nervous. That. No. Call him back up. He's a manly man. Call him back up. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, for real, for real, for real. Sorry. All right. All right, we'll talk to you later, Jeffrey. Love you. Love you. Hold on, I'm going to end it with you guys. Okay, okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you've made it this far, man, uh, well, I mean, what can we say then other, other than we appreciate you guys, you know, tuning in each week, uh, listening to us. Yeah, chatter on and, and whatnot. And, and all we're here for is just to try to show you guys, you know, like what we see behind the scenes. And, uh, you know, we hope you enjoyed the, the episode with uh, Kyla Duke and, and Dougie and whatnot. Um, you know, shame that Jeffrey wasn't here, but, you know, we, we got him on a cold call. And uh, just want to say again, we appreciate all the messages uh, that we get. 
you know, impulse, Lyle, Jeffrey, me, um, we, we share them with each other. Whenever somebody says something really nice to us, we share it. Cause then we always feel like it's an, an accomplishment for all of us. So, um, yeah, we appreciate you them. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, we will, uh, uh end the podcast. Uh, I'm Tia Labine. This is the impulse show. And, uh, we will see you guys next week. Bye. 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 Bye.